0: From
1: Cam.
0: New producer today. He's coming strong. Oh, he's coming real strong. Play whatever song you want was what I heard from you. And he's produced a Belter. something brilliant like that. Brilliant, indeed. Yeah. Epi and Francis
2: having a well and week off. Uh, Cam Virco is uh, with us. We welcome you with warmth, my friend. Great to have you part of the Saturday session. Uh, congratulations on clocking life.
3: Morning, morning, everyone. Yeah, clocking life. It's a bit it's a bit of a it's a bit of a rough morning today, but it's all good.
2: Oh are you a bit dusty, are you?
3: Yeah, slightly, slightly. I slightly I, <laughs> slightly.
1: No, I, yeah. I like a,
3: it. a friend came back from Aussie and he's like, Oh, maybe have got to go to BYO and I'm like, oh, Okay, right. are all the I do
0: love a BYO restaurant grant. <laughs> what do you take to BYO though? Two bottles. Two <laughs> of anything. I mean we took yeah, boxes hey, to this one. Yeah, well generally boxes oh, you, you wanna be cooth, don't you? Can you take a box to uh, B.Y.O.? Is
2: that a to a few. Upon? A, a, a crate day. <laughs> a crate day is a great
0: day. Settling in at, from 3 p.m.
2: Welcome, uh, Cam. Hopefully that's your real voice and, and not just, you know, um, you know uh, brought on by last night's uh, heroic performance at the B.Y.O. Uh, thanks so much for joining us uh, throughout the show through to 1 o'clock. Uh, and welcome to everyone. Our number is 800 You can text us on double eight double three. This is the Saturday session. We are through to 1 o'clock. Thanks to our dear friends Rum and Q, award-winning rubs, sauces, and seasonings. What have we got coming up on the show? Well, plenty. Uh, We will uh, talk some cricket, golf, rugby. We're going to catch up with a, a very, very confident English cricket fan, aren't
0: we? Very confident. I mean, I'm excited because the ashes are on. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed that New Zealand don't play in the Ashes. Something equivalent of the Ashes. Like, again,
2: we've been rudely excluded from the Ashes. Once again, another it's, it's absolute disgrace. Yeah. Since 1882, these two sides have been thumping their nose at us.
0: And we've still got a mace that's placed at the Basin Reserve Museum. Yeah, it's not ours. The anymore. World Test Championship. It's not ours anymore. Winning team four years ago. Yeah. About four years ago. Now? The original. The original. The OGs. The OGs. We were the OGs. We yeah. will f-
2: no one ever, as we said last week, no one remembers we
0: climbed ever a second. No, they don't. Although we we did search it up. I can't even remember his yeah, name. Yeah, and,
2: and I'm pretty sure I got that wrong too. Yeah,
0: anyway. But but you're right. He is a passionate fan. He's someone who was our strength and conditioner at the Wellington Firebirds and played collegians cricket with you. But he is fresh out of Yorkshire. So we wanted to get someone with an English perspective yes. on the ashes because we couldn't find someone Australian. And if there is someone Australian... No, no, we're going to speak to an Australian next week. But okay. we'll be fair and balanced. We'll find someone Australian.
2: Yeah, yeah a, a tolerable Australian.
0: Oh, is there...
2: That's that's why we had to do them
0: seconds. an oxymoron. Yeah, it's
2: difficult. <laughs> Hello to everyone listening in Australia. I know we have quite a following.
0: Yeah, we love you guys. We, yeah, some days we don't. But it was a
2: tough day. We admire your cricket team, though. The World Test Champions. That yeah. They are. Uh, so we'll speak uh, to... Uh, Andrew Smith is his name. Smudger. Smudger. Good nickname, that one.
0: Uh, we'll talk to him about... Um,
2: uh, England bottling it already.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about bottling it, No, we'll go through the uh, some of the decisions that were made. Interesting. The game. interesting.
2: Interesting. So he's going to join us between 11 and 12 o'clock, uh, as will uh, David Bileski. Uh Many would have uh, heard him during the week, I think, on Smithy's show. Throwing out some amazing predictions, like Fowler and Schoffele will be leading after the first round. I'm pretty sure um, early in the second round, now first and third respectively. Uh, David Blesky from... Uh, our at Deep Dive golf golf writer and analyst will join us before 12 o'clock. And we'll speak to the end of rugby commentary in this country after 12. Grant Nisbet has probably called some big games over the years and probably called some amazing performances. Well, he had a big game last night and he saw an amazing performance from one team as the Blues uh, were thumped by the Crusaders. Uh, we'll get Nisbo's take on the game last night and what he's thinking about uh, the second semi-final. Uh, all the regular features along the way, uh, the sporting tips you should probably run a mile from. We will play fact or fiction at some stage. We've got a very tricky question, Grant. I, I'm I'm very nervous how the coin lands today. I'm not.
0: I, really? I like arguing with you. Okay, and you like start. arguing with me. Oh, I do that, yeah.
2: The, the The question, though, fact or fiction is the Ashes. The greatest sporting rivalry of all time. Oh, it depends. Oh, no, don't, 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 don't. You live no, don't Australia, go straight in there, baby. don't go straight in there, mate. That's for a little bit later, but right now, at the top of the uh, hour, we always like to inform you of what has happened. The latest in sporting headlines. The Crusaders have destroyed the Blues to advance to another Super Rugby final. The Red and Blacks left the Blues bruised and battered as they ran in six tries to two by my count and raced away with a very, very big win. Scoring over 50 points, 52-13 was it, uh, in Christchurch last night. No lack of intrigue on the opening day of cricket's ashes with England declaring on day number one, as you normally do in a Test match, you always declare on day number one, right? Uh, late on day number one at Edgebaston, to be exact, uh, after electing to bat on a rather flat Edgebaston wicket, England posted 393 for eight in just 78 overs. Before sending the Australians into to face four tricky overs, Usman Khawaja and David Warner survived with Australia 14 without loss at stumps. Earlier, Joe Root top scored with 118 not out. And lastly, the All Whites have gone down four goals to one to Sweden in the international football friendly in Stockholm. Despite taking an early lead, Callum McLeod's eighth-minute goal put New Zealand in front, but Sweden stung New Zealand with three goals in the final seven minutes of the first half, and then added a fourth in the 92nd minute to round out the scoring. The All-Whites now turn their attention to their second match against Qatar in Vienna. Just waiting for you to sing Vienna song so <laughs> from the 80s. No, um, that is Tuesday morning New Zealand time. So there you have it, the very latest in sports headlines. Right now, we always invite you to join the show. 0800-150-811. is our number taking your calls this hour, Double eight, double three. Plenty of sport for us to get our head around. But can I start off with the Crusaders smashing the Blues, Grant? Six tries to two, and those two to the Blues are nothing more than Scanned Consolation tries now, weren't they?
0: Wow. It sounds like wow. it really fired you up.
2: And how, can, how on earth do you explain that? Well, I'm going to ask the listeners that. 800 150811. Surely, Crusaders fans, and I'm, and this is dangerous, I'm encouraging Crusaders fans to call and crow from the top of the roof.
4: No, about we, how
2: good. Oh, I'm sorry, Grant. We that want is, that. That has to be one of the best performances. But they crow
0: anyway. But crusaders they just put fans. Fifty
2: points on the Blues in a semi final.
0: I know. I'd rather hear from the Blues fans. Well,
2: this 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 side has won eleven titles, right? The Crusaders. You'd yeah. think they'd have an off day sometime. Yeah. But no,
0: they've they've gone to another level. They've gone to another level. Everyone was picking that they would have an off day. Everyone was saying mm. that you know. The Crusaders. If you're ever gonna get them, this is the yeah, day. They're depleted.
2: <laughs> they're depleted. There's people missing. I, we we
0: sense blood. There was blood on the dance floor.
2: As for the Blues and their fans, can I use the words of Dalton Papali'i, the captain of the Blues? I don't have words. He says. I don't have words. I think the messaging was there before the game, but out there, I think the buy-in wasn't there, and it showed in the first couple of minutes. We were getting back shoulder passes. Boys were just doing the, weren't doing the basics. I'm not pointing fingers. I was out there as well. I was, uh, it was a bit too frantic trying to do too much. So he says, I don't have words. Do you? I 800, 150, 811 Blues fans. Let's rip into it. Full lot board of calls already. Let's go to Steve first up. Hello, Steve. Hello,
0: Steve from Auckland.
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: morning, 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 guys. Boy, um, sometimes you just got to take your
5: medicine and, uh, Man, and and suck it up, guys. But listen, the first thing I want want to say is, you know, there was a lot of talk about there were people coming out of the woodwork when there was when the Crusaders were stuttering a little bit during the early rounds during the year, and even even people were people were questioning Scott Robertson's credentials. Well, (laughs) after last (laughs) yeah, exactly. After last night, that was a coaching masterclass. When you consider the personnel that he doesn't have available, including yeah. Mr. out himself, um, Whitelock. You know, to me, the sign of a good coach is an ability to use his whole squad and get the best out of that squad. And, you know, even he said it himself, squads win championships. And boy, that was a masterclass performance. I actually don't want to focus too much on the Blues, even though I'm a Blues supporter, because that was such a good performance. Yeah it probably put a few guys who probably were expecting to hear their names tomorrow night rolled out, but it's probably put a couple of guys in jeopardy, and it's probably promoted a couple of guys into this all-black squad, namely Lester Nuku and Christian Leo Willie, who's basically mate, mm. only about five or six k's away from where I live here in Auckland, another one that got away, I thought Has just been outstanding, not just last night, but through the season. There's a little bit of Jordan Tofua about the way he plays. Yeah, 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 I see that. Yeah, you know, and and he makes contact, post contact meters through the tackle, and Leicester Fire Nuku again last night. But tactically, these guys are so good. I don't think the Blues really knew what hit them. And like I said, I don't really want to focus
2: too much on them, but
5: man. So, so you're not even face- angry
2: as a Blues fan, Steve, here. You're, you're just more in awe of the opposition.
5: Oh, ab- 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 absolutely. Because, you know, the Blues yeah. performance does not surprise me because we've not seen a full 80-minute performance. We know they're pretty much an individual uh, uh, type uh, type of team. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, Bowdoin Barrett, I know there'll be a lot of people out there saying you shouldn't have have left the Hurricanes. And I I think there might be a little bit of truth in that because his style probably suited Welcome to my world, Steve.
6: Welcome to my
2: world. Won't you come on in? Bring him home. Bring him home. (laughs) Hey, got to get to the other call, Steve, but thank you very much for being so magnanimous. That's classy stuff. We'll, Thanks, go to, we'll go to we'll
7: go Joey luck. next. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day lads. Yeah, we we didn't turn up. We got Spank. has um, played well. They're always going to play well down there. Um, Bowden Barrett didn't do anything um, at the moment. He's living on his reputation, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, if you're Wellington, you can have him, to be honest. Um, huh. And they played better. but we weren't. Uh, not just it. Just can't just blame him, but. Um, he hasn't played that that well, I don't think. And uh, as I said, you know, um, we 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 lost it in the in the forwards. We dropped the ball. We made too many mistakes. Um, we were just we were terrible. But all kudos to uh, to Crusaders. They come out firing and they blew us away. Yeah. And when that happened, when you're playing a semi-final, you know, um, final semi-final football, you've got to be up for it. Um, no, I'm sorry, we weren't up for it. It was it was just it was just Terrible to watch as a, as a Blues supporter, um, mm. but, but it was great to watch as a, as a, spec- spec- a speculator, you know, to watch the way the Crusaders played because they blew us out of the park. Now, they've got to go on and do that. No good them doing that to us now and then coming into the final against the Chiefs and getting getting beat. They've got to go on with it now uh, as Crusaders, you know, whoever supported the Crusaders that support them, they've got to go on with that. and And I think they will. But, um, and it'll be a tough final. I mean, it's going to be a great final. Uh, I've always said it would be the Crusaders against the Chiefs final. Um, we're just too in- inconsistent. And and guys yeah. need to realise that when it comes to a semi-final, uh, you've got to get up for it, uh, whether you're all black or whatever. You know, whether you're playing for your mates, you've got to get up for it. last night. Sorry, that's just how it is. Hey,
0: Joey, I want to ask you. So you said that they didn't turn up. Because we're going to be talking about fans a little bit later. It's one of the things that rubs me the wrong way. But do you feel disappointed as a fan because you feel like it was lack of effort? Or do you just think the Crusaders just blew the blues off the park?
7: Lack of, lack of effort. Effort wins you games. Effort will win you a lot of games if you put the effort in. And you've got to put it in at training. And when you put it in the training, it's the way you play. The effort wasn't there... When they got behind, they were running. They were they were running the ball sideways. They were just just mm. passing the ball, skipping out a man. It was all too easy for the Crusaders. Going, oh, it was just so easy for them. And then and they yeah. got stuck in. Um, I mean, we dropped the ball on the first the first set that we were, we were running. You know, Uwani. Um, yeah. And that 50 fifty
2: twenty kick that follows, and, and you're you're back inside yeah. your own twenty two defending. So that was an era. I yeah. I think what you're saying, Joey, was reflected by Leon McDonald uh, when he when he said it took us 65 minutes to get into the contest at the breakdown. Yeah, 65 minutes into yeah, well, a series. Right. That's that, pretty. Da- that's that, that, that he's been quite nice, but it's also quite damning of of his own team, isn't he, Joe? Joey, when he when he says yeah. that. Well, that's
7: right. One of the one of the guys that did did play reasonably well was Dalton Pappali. He won a lot of got a little bit of ball for us, you know, from from a bit of the breakdown. But you, as as loose forwards, you've got to play as a um, as a trio. You know, you've got to play as a team, as, as a loose forward team. And and you can't just have one guy. One guy can get a, you can get away with it playing weak sides. You won't get away with it playing really good sides. And it's happened to the All Blacks when they've come up against average sides. We get away with it. When we come up against really really good sides, they nail us. And that's what Ireland and that have done to us.
2: You know, and that's what you've got you've got to, you've got to, you've got to have a team. Yeah. Great to chat, Joey. Just make sure you go out. Um, you know, when you put Bowden in the courier van, can, can you bubble wrap him, please, and send him <laughs> to Sky Stadium? I'll, I'll be there to I'll be there to welcome him back with open arms.
0: Thanks, thanks
2: Joey. Thanks, Joey. G'day, Dean?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Dean, you know? are we allowed <laughs> to laugh? Are we allowed
8: to laugh oh, like really? Wow. I mean, all I want to say is. Thank God Grant Fox isn't picking the All Blacks this year. Because last year, in the final, Razor Robinson provided the perfect in-flight video for the Irish B-side to go to Eden Park because the top side was the so they couldn't come for the second and third test. It was there last year. Like, How can 14 blues be All Blacks? And that guy just said, and the bit that I loved, I heard it too. <clears throat> Leon McDonald's a coach. 65 minutes. And that's his job to get them ready at kickoff, isn't it? Isn't I know. That, that, that was such a, such a damning line.
2: Such a damning line in my right. mind, Dean.
8: Exactly. But Razor goes out in the middle of the field and gets his arms going. i mine on mate. I love it. And I just about got in a punch-up at the pub on Thursday because this clown had the audacity Hold on, the rubbish Razor Robinson. I said, we, what? Oh, the temerity. He loves rugby, this guy. He, he loves rugby, this guy. And at the St. Kilda Pub, he's... I, I don't get it. Like, well, you can dislike a person, that's fine. But you can't... you got to have facts. I said, look, he's going to win seven in a row, possibly. But he will get them there. And I said there are eight and a half All Blacks he can't pick because of injury, but there's no way that two of those All Blacks aren't taking a needle to get on the field, Ethan and and Sam, Mm. if they don't believe the players they've got replacing them are ready. And it's going to be five years before anyone will come close to that Crusaders thing now, because those young kids,
9: eh, eh, eh,
8: like the guys are God. Why he's not... He should be just coaching the all blacks now. We put all this money and things into the woman to get them ready, and we have left the flagship sinking like the Titanic under the guy we've got. like that Foster had his team picked last night and he was looking forward to Sunday. he's going to be nervous reading out the names now, isn't he? Like, no well we're, we, we can years, only wait and see, we can only wait and see on that, Dean. And- you know,
2: I I completely agree with how complimentary you should be of of the Crusaders and what Scott Robertson has done. I I I think you and I we we've, we disagree on where the All Blacks currently are right now in the context of 2023. I certainly hope you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> and, and you know what? Perversely, you're probably hoping when all is said and done that I'm I'm a little bit I'm maybe more right. But uh, we just have to sit and wait with regard to the All Blacks. But boy, uh, whoever's going to face the uh, Crusaders next week has a Heck of a job on their hands. Great to chat as always, Dean. We can go to Murray. Is it? G'day, Murray. How's that?
1: Hey,
10: in Christchurch. It's about thirty-two degrees. The sun is so bright. <laughs> I got two pairs
2: of sunnies on. i <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting sunburned. I just got a, you know, you're getting you're getting closer getting to the sunburned. sun by the day in Christchurch, aren't you? As you're sort of elevating.
8: Yeah, you know,
10: yeah. It's <laughs> a couple of things that call got two callers ago was saying about. People were questioning Razor's credentials, you know, earlier in the season when we had a couple of losses. How can you question a guy who's won six on the trot? Because we all know in sport, within that period, you, there's been a cycle of change with your players. So, you know, you get great teams that are good for two or three seasons, um, but that, that's all rolled on. So it does say something more than, than what we're seeing on the field to their success. Oh, but there's you, no you way a team, it, and Super Rugby should be winning
2: this much. You can't. You can't ignore what he's done. If you still find ways to criticise him at this level, he's unproven at an international level. Yeah, that's a fair enough question, Grant, but clearly these people have made up their minds, haven't
0: they? I, and just it just won't be moved. Yeah. I have to be honest. I actually don't, I don't think it comes down to coaching a lot of it. I think it comes down to senior players in the team. I, I, I was always in a player-driven environment rather than a coach-driven environment. I think the coach adds strategy and maybe a, a, a level of... Um, being calm under pressure around the the coaching unit they they look after the support staff whereas I think the leading players look after the energy on the field and everything player driven um, on the park and I think the coach has input to strategy so I don't think everything can rely on it's about the synergy between captain coach and the senior players the the whole organization yeah yeah I mean you can't single out one person Murray, Unbelievable if, record,
2: Murray. If you could, if you could draw up the perfect twenty minutes in a playoff game to start a game, that was a what were you eighteen points nil after eighteen minutes, the game's over.
10: And I think, as Razor said, he was nervous. We were all nervous. I think when it was fifteen three, we were about five or six minutes to time, You get very conscious if they score, you know they somehow score out wide, kick the goal, that is eighteen ten, they're back in it. So there were those crucial periods, and, and I've got to say, I was nervous. Once we ran and once we got into the you know, got into the 20s and we got more than a couple of scores away, you know it's going to be difficult. Because not only do they have to score, it means the, 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 the opponents, the Crusaders, they've got to drop their effort from, a, from an 8 or a 9 to a 5 to let you in it. You know, there's a pendulum. It's not yep. just about how you play, um, how you want to play, it's how your opposition plays. So I think it, it got really difficult. But it's, it's disappointing to believe the Blues came down there and didn't put up more fight. Am I the only one thinking that?
2: No, no, no you're not Murray I, I, I'm concerned for your health Make sure you put on plenty of sunscreen today my friend <laughs> Enjoy the victory yeah, Murray yeah, And put on some clothes too Murray And uh, go put the Brumby <laughs> 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 yeah. We'll get Thanks, one guys. more in before we take a break um, Gee the calls are coming in thick and fast And we love it Love hearing from you on 0800 John's been waiting patiently We'll uh, get to him before a break G'day John Hey how you going guys Oh mate, oh, you're in Christchurch so not as good as you
9: yeah. yeah, I was at the game last night. I've never, in the 29 games that we have won here in quarters and semis and finals, I've never missed one. And my mate said to me, you've got to go last night because you can't jinx it. So, yeah, no, it was great. It was just, the, different, the difference that I saw in that game was, like I say, Dalton played really well in a losing pack. But I thought the difference in that game was Richie Moanga. He just and and Jeez, a lesser extent as well. Will Jordan, Richie Moanga was just amazing. You know, you watch it live as opposed to TV, and you just don't realise how quick it is on TV. It was just so fast. You know, you know what such a good player get get. that little. oh he, he was good so good. Like he just yeah. can he just controlled him and Drummond are just a beautiful pair and andna Jesus braden Enna and Jack goody who better be named tomorrow night otherwise there'll be a string and
0: <laughs> tell you that <laughs> uh, hey John, they, John uh, this week there's been there's been a lot of people bagging super rugby and you know the crowds oh, and just yeah. the entertainment value. what was it like uh, what was it what was it like in the crowd and the atmosphere
9: Oh it was really really good I mean you know it wasn't sold out, but it was fifteen thousand. But, no, it was really good. Everyone had flags and went away. And, oh, mate, what set the scene for the night was before kickoff. Razor walks out in the middle of the paddock, no one else out there, not a soul, and he's, he's G-ing the crowd up, he's waving his hands up, and people are standing up and cheering. He went to all four, three stands and did that before anybody came out. And you go, that's so cool. It was so cool he did that. <laughs> Really are you telling me that a
2: rugby coach tries to connect with his fan base at the yeah, game? Yeah. Oh,
6: yeah, right. That absolutely. he's been doing for six or seven yeah. years. He, I
2: think he's great at that. He reminds me of like a, a football manager trying to gee out the crowd. Jurgen oh, Klopp. Yeah. Well, the shades yeah, and Austin are Austin next to a of, yeah. Austin,
9: and I've stood next to a couple of Blues guys, you know, and they and just shaking head and saying,
2: "Jesus, how good are you, blokes?" They were flying. <laughs> they were, yeah, yeah. They were and flying. And Johnson's away. nodding. Well, and John's just nodding at them with, with the biggest yeah. smug smile on his face going, I've seen, okay, you've seen 29 playoff victories in a row in Christchurch, one of the most extraordinary streaks in the sport. We talked about it this time yeah. last year, didn't we? 28's a number we yeah. can't get our head around. Is yeah, that the best that. performance you've seen or one of the best? How, how would you judge it against all of them? So the second, yeah, that would be one of the best. And
9: I'll tell you, the second best one I saw was when we beat the Huggieri's. 19, 193 or 196. That was a, that was really gutsy, ballsy effort as well because they were a bloody good side. People don't realise how good they were, but they were very, very good. So that was, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty special. It's a pretty special thing to be a part of. I can assure you of that. And I'm yeah. I'm just so glad that he's our All Black coach. He will be so good.
0: So, well, everyone, everyone, John, everyone's commented on Razor Robinson this morning. He's getting big raps, and I think everyone can't wait for him to just honest. get into the seat. I can't get, I can't look beyond twenty twenty three. But I,
2: I'm fascinated to see how he goes from next year. Uh, I think he's proven himself over and over and over again at this level. Uh, good on you, John. Uh, enjoy the victory. Good luck for the final. Yeah. Thanks, John. Our numbers yeah, are zero one five eight eight one Go the Brumbies! Everyone's a Brumbies, Go the Brumbies fan. Brumbies. Come on, the Brumbies!
0: Razor Robinson yeah. and the Brumbies have got a lot of airtime this morning, early on. <laughs> Good on
2: you, John! I love it. Oh eight hundred one five eight eleven. They won another grand final. Double eight, double throw. I don't blame them wanting to see that again after last night. That was impressive. Gee, it's already twenty-five minutes after ten. Best we take a break. Back uh, with plenty more of your calls and text messages. Um, open line talk. We open line talk. The hints in the name. If there's something you want to discuss now, is your chance. Up past 10, this is the Saturday session. He's Grant Elliott. I'm Daniel McCarty, Cam, producer with us today. We are live through to one o'clock taking your calls throughout this hour. Feel free to join us. Uh, we've had a swag of calls. Both both sides of the dial, both sides.
6: Yeah. The, the uh,
2: vanquished, disappointed, disillusioned I'm not Auckland fans. We start off with Steve, who's, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yes. Really? In the effort yeah, yeah.
0: of the players. Uh,
2: 0800 150 811. Uh, blues fans. Uh, the coach, uh, the captain last night, I don't have the words to describe what happened. You have he, to have the you words. You have though. the words. Uh, fill in the blank. Blues fans, love to hear from you and Crusaders. Uh, fans, this, this is an open invitation to Crow. Uh, 29 unbeaten games and playoffs at home. Yeah, is incredible. that near the top of the pops? Is that near the top of the pile? Do let us know. 800 uh, No, that's the wrong number. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. That was a throwback to about seven years ago. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. you can text us on double eight double three. I love that. Uh, how many Blues ABs players played themselves out of the ABs? Bet none. This unnamed texter writes, he also, or oh she, adds, can't wait to see the new look ABs under Razor next year. Steve writes, sorry, Joey, that's called pressure. That's why the Blues folded, Right, Steve.
0: Oh, niggle, niggle from Steve, I like it. I like the niggle between Crusaders Blues fans. Although the Blues fans, they they are disillusioned, and the Canterbury fans are really backing the Brumbies, which I I actually find quite surprising. Why would they? I know that they would want to play the Brumbies in the final, but surely they get a home final. Yeah, but surely you would want to go for Chiefs. No, you'd want to New Zealand. Then you'd have to go to Hamilton. Even better, bus trip. How good is a bus trip? Hamilton. Yeah, why not? Okay, take the really? Inter Islander. <laughs> Hard pass.
2: I'd get stuck in Wellington. Wouldn't get past the thriving metropolis of Wellington, right? That is true. It's very uh,
0: difficult to drive through Wellington. Yeah,
2: it is. You get stuck. Uh, Richie Richie's in your Everton fan club, isn't he? Yes, he is. I think uh, Richie from Upper Hutt Sorry, in the growing
0: Everton right. fan club. How many are you up to now? Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're in ten. Uh, Richie. Well,
2: he's clearly not my Hurricanes fan club. He great. Come on, Daniel, we got rid of Bowden for a reason. We don't want him back as part of his retirement plan.
0: And Richie's from the New Zealand Defence Force. He uh, he heads up security for our Everton Supporters Club. I'll
2: go missing if I disagree with Richie, won't I? (laughs) Uh, You're correct, Richie. Um, Well done, you. Razor is a special guy. Thank Christ we haven't locked into the All Blacks until he wants to leave. I agree. The player have to do the business, but Razor picks the best players to take care of business. Um, Also added... Crusaders are not getting a home final, but seven titles in a row is a real chance. Chiefs have a battle tonight. Brumbies will try to beat them up front. If Chief gets forty percent possession, they will win by twenty. Like those type of predictions. And I love this. Don't forget refereeing. Best of season performance. Thank you, unnamed texter. Love to make sure you add your name and where you're texting from. G'day, Brian. Brian, how are you, you going there? We are okay. Hello? You're another one calling from the 03, yeah. so you must be you must be overjoyed, yeah. Chipper. I just, I'd just like
9: to point out to those wonderful Auckland supporters that it was the Canterbury <laughs> B team that beat them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian,
6: you are. Just a imagine. Mr, where,
0: just imagine. <laughs> where, where did you watch the game, Brian? <laughs> oh, I
9: watched great. it I, I, on the TV on my own. And it was wonderful. I wanted the game not to stop. It could have gone on for another three or four hours. It would have been great. It
2: sounded like you—you know—you dim the lights, you you lit a candle and put on some incense, Brian. It no, no, like nothing, nothing like light.
9: that. No, just just a <laughs> couple of beers. Twelve players out. Eight of, eight or nine of them all blacks. We would have got a yeah. hundred if. So Auckland <laughs> were very lucky. Very lucky. They only had that number of points scored against them. Absolutely, what extremely was, lucky.
2: What were you thirty two for the loss of three at lunch, weren't you?
6: It was a bit of a cricket score.
2: Ah,
9: brilliant! Uh, But the Blues must remember too: exactly the same thing happened in the final last year. They got absolutely steamrolled in the final against us last year.
0: Now, now, Brian, a lot of callers have been phoning in and saying, "Oh, Razor Robinson, this Razor Robinson, that." They didn't really talk about the team themselves. Do you think Razor has such an influence on this Crusaders team?
9: i I tell you, just to digress fractionally, Razor's got what I call it. There's certain people in life, in sport or in politics or in anything else that have it. And like, if I went to politics, Muldoon had it, Helen Clark had it, David Longy had it, John Key had it. What it is, I don't know. But if you've got it, you've got it. Foster has not got it. Razor
2: wow. has. Mm. What What it's is it, simple. as Faith No More asked all those years ago? What the X is Factor.
0: It? It's the X Factor you're you talking about. Do you know what there? he
2: does have, Brian? He has a lot of really, really, really good players. And if, know, Top if, to if you, tail, if, that organisation, they're incredibly well run, aren't they, you know, from the coaching perspective, yes, yes. but they also yep. they also have the chicken. If you want to make chicken salad, you need the chicken. If, if you were a young rugby player coming through and you got the offer – of joining the
9: Crusaders um, you know, uh, under squad or whatever they call it, the Hurricanes or, or the Highlanders or the Blues, where would you go? Where would you send your boy? Where would you tell him where well, to go? Hurricanes,
2: because, because I live in Wellington and I know how amazing this town is. <laughs> I lived uh, in Wellington uh, how, for a while. How, I went to go, I went to, go cultured, to the Athletic Park. How cultured, how, we'll out-culture you at the end of the day. You know, that's all that matters. I'm clutching at straws. Of course, you'd probably go to the Crusaders if you want to be an All Black. That's half the That's I mean. you might argue with Super Rugby. A lot of people want to go no, there. That, is it best for no, the competition? No,
9: the, the, good t- the good players go to the good teams. Why get yourself beat up by going to some other province? Mm. Waste of time. I, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I get you, Brian. How fearful of the Chiefs are you, though? Not at all. They've beaten us twice Ooh. this year. It won't be three times. Guarantee it. <laughs>
0: Love it. Wow. Great to chat, Brian. Hopefully, we can do it again real soon. Go take care. Thanks, Brian. Put that yes. candle and incense out now and <laughs> enjoy the sunny what a Christchurch.
2: Fantastic. Really have enjoyed chatting uh, to you all this morning. Keep the course coming. We've got to take a break, right? It's 23 away from 11. It's so good, but it's out of sight. You can touch it, smell it. Pieces of meat, but it makes no
6: difference.
0: Why do you get the songs that you request, Daniel? Because my name's on the wall first. It does say with Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliot.
2: Well, I, I, I did negotiate that.
0: Can we change? Do not negotiate that, Cam? Can we change it with Grant Elliot and it's, Daniel
2: McCarty? It's Cam's first day, mate. Don't get him sacked.
0: <laughs> I could try. Gotta
2: run straight to the bosses.
0: Put him under pressure. Yeah, that's what. Uh, can
2: we keep the faith no more going, mate? Keep turn it up. Turn it up. This is a classic from mid-90s is that part of the song what is it we should just play a song we should have a musical hour no we should probably not we should probably not our number is 0800 150 811 you can text us on double eight double three thank god i got the telephone number that's what john
0: said john said what is it just, what is it? You know, the, 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 it he's got it. It's it. Razor Robinson has got it. It's it. What John, is it? John Key said had it or has got it. Helen Clark also. Yeah,
2: I'm not sure about the politicians he's up. Yeah, he,
0: he, he threw in a few politicians. But I, I do understand what he says. Like some people, you just think they've got that X factor. You've got it. Stephen Fleming, thank you. You've got Daniel. it. Daniel? Yeah, you've hey. got it. Hey. When I look when I look
2: longingly into your eyes like I, right now, <laughs> you've but, got it, great. That's
0: not the X factor. That's <laughs> the sex factor. <laughs> but yeah, there's
2: cricketers. I, I hope my wife's listening. I just said something nice about you. I must admit,
0: you know the Ramrod's got it and the Ribrock has got it from meat sauce, and Q. The meat
2: sauce has got it from Q. But you
0: know, I look into athletes' eyes, and I can see young athletes. I can see whether they have it or not. And it's this – I spoke to Carl Mills about it while I was in uh, – you've got it, Daniel. You do have it. Thank you. I do. No, I, I with, always need some ego stroking, you know. <laughs> I was with Carl Mills in, uh, in Pakistan. Does we, he have it when he does the haka? Yes, just before the haka, he had it. But we, we spoke about exactly that. It was that some people just have this desire to get better and compete. And it's like you, you can look into the eyes of athletes and you know if they have it or not. They don't take days off. And, and you, I think you're born with it. We, we discussed, I, I don't know why, but in my whole life before I retired, and that's why I retired, was because I didn't want to wake up and get better at my sport anymore. I wanted to wake up and just turn up. But you just want to get better and better and better and be the best you can possibly be. And you don't know where that drive comes from. And I think that that's probably what it is. It's that drive and passion for what you do.
2: What is it? Well, they do have it.
0: 0800-150-811.
2: is our number. You can text us on double eight double three. A couple of text messages. Jim in Tamuka, good to hear from you again, friend. He writes, Crusaders brutal last night. Team all in for the win. Any truth to the rumors? There was a trauma team waiting for the Blues. No <laughs> clues at uh, uh, to land in Ork Ward. Very good, Jim. Uh, Stefan writes, morning guys, as a Blues fans, the penny finally dropped last night. The performance from our team was a reflection of the whole season. If the franchise and players don't know and don't care, why should we? I'm off to enjoy Saturday club sport. Ouchie. Uh, that's quite a quite a firm review from a fan. G'day James, thanks for holding, welcome to the show. James. G'day guys, how you going?
9: Yeah, we're great, thanks. Yeah, what a game last night, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, well, the, for about three minutes, uh the this neutral was really <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> but I'm serious, yeah. once they got that first try, you know, um an error based on man, the defence was rapid last night. It, they have, cranked up have the angrier play. meter to to eleven the Crusaders on defence, you know, oh, smash yeah, the blues, I mean, turn to, over the ball, kick the ball downfield and score. I must admit, James, after that I thought they're gonna win.
9: To have a team that motivated for a big game like that though, that's you know, that's not a fluke. and it's not a one off. It's uh, it's been happening for the last, what, seven years now. And that comes down to coaching. I mean that's the coach's job, isn't it? To get mm. to inspire the team. You know, he's not out there teaching them to kick and pass. Um, you know, he's not he's he's Getting them and the mindset and the belief and, uh, and motivating them to do that sort of job, you know. And it's, it's interesting. People say, oh, you know, he's got to have the cattle and, you know, they've got the players and all that. And everyone talks about, yeah, all the injuries we had. I want to read out a team list to you from 2017, right? Listen to this. David Harveely, Israel Dagg, Tamani Valu, Goodhue, Crotty, Moanga, Bryn Hall, Kieran Reid, Matt Todd, Jordan Parfua, Sam Whitelock, Scott Barrett, Owen Franks, Cody Taylor, Joe Moody. Now, that was a team that played in the 2017 final in uh, Alice Park in front of 60,000 people and did the same sort of thing. Absolutely smashed the lines. Now, there's, what, three or four players still there? (laughs) But there's three or four players, you know, that are still there from that team. The entire rest of the team has been rebuilt, you know? Young guys come through, new people, people have come, people have gone, and and the consistency of performances remain the same. Like, that's
2: that's coaching. And, and we do have a high turnover across New Zealand rugby generally, don't we, James? The big names are always sort of moving on, so it's incumbent
6: on oh, these organisations yeah, yeah. I mean, to, 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 to develop the other ones, like, like the Chiefs but, lost, But the Chiefs
9: Yeah. I was going to say, the Chiefs lost, what, eight games in a row or something, you know? Teams go through these rebuilding phases, don't they? The yes. Blues were almost bottom of the table. You know, the, the Hurricanes have been at the top and been at the bottom and that. But to, to stay at the top like that and, and, like I said, to be able to turn over those players and you guys come through and all that, it's, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you find any team in any sport in any competition anywhere in the world that, that could that have done that. You know, it's pretty amazing, isn't it?
0: Uh, James, one of the things that you said is obviously about Razor Robinson, and there's been a lot of talk back on Razor and how well he did and basically that he was the catalyst. However, I've got to say that if you're not motivated as a player to be playing in a semi-final, and you're not prepared to give as much energy and passion to that game, well, you've got to take a good hard look at yourself, don't you? Because you're on basically one of the biggest stages of your career um, to go and perform mm-hmm. and, and produce something for the fans. So. I don't actually think it comes from the coach. I think that the coach facilitates maybe, you know, the energy that he demands from his team. But as a player, you have to look inwardly and say to yourself, I'm prepared to put my body on the line for my team today. But isn't it
2: about the coach?
0: If you've got some
2: doubt in your mind, Grant, as a player, so a left-arm spinner comes on, Grant, a a bit of doubt goes into your mind, right? Mm. So it's about trying to remove that. The coach, I think you're you're onto something. The coach builds the the culture, you know. yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey we're, we've got to get to a break, James. Thanks so much for Thanks, calling James. in. Uh, enjoy the final. Win, lose, or draw. Oh,
9: yeah, no, it'll be another beauty, I reckon.
2: Yeah, I was I was, I was absolutely sure you were going to say it's going to be another win. Uh, you just stopped short. Thanks so much, James. Do appreciate it. Um, gee, loved all the calls this morning. Been a lot of them, I tell you that. Almost 10 minutes away from 11 back after this. Uh, Thank you all for your calls this hour on 0800-150-811. A couple of text messages before we head to the top of the hour. Uh, Last night clearly shows the golf between Razor and Leon, the skill sets of both teams. They're just skills. Oh, sorry, Charlie. I'll read your text out before I go to rant. (laughs) The skill sets of both teams are similar. Great players on both sides, yet the Crusaders embarrassed the Blues who brought a pillow to a knife fight. Why do we call it skill sets? They're just skills, right? You don't go to Bunnings and buy it. A skill set, do you?
0: Yeah, but Charlie can write whatever he wants. Yeah, he can. It's, Charlie, this is nothing against you. It's just...
2: It's, it's, up, there with, it's up there with learnings. One of those it's,
0: irritations uh, that you have in life, like I race. do on a, on a... Foot
2: race. It's the other one that does my head in. A foot race. Foot race. It's a foot race. Well, what else are they going to use?
0: Well, you can do the wheelbarrow race where someone holds your legs right. and you go yeah, on I your can. hands. Yeah,
2: That's I'd lucky. love to see that <laughs> in a game <laughs> yeah. of rugby when you know, someone toes it ahead and there's a sprint for the ball. Oh, he's,
0: he's run to the sideline, hit his wheelbarrow.
2: Depends what and your skill
0: an and spoon. Depends what the skill set's like.
2: Grant Howley will be hosting the show <laughs> in four minutes by himself at this rate. Uh, we've got Ashes to come. We've got US Golf Open to come. The doyen of New Zealand commentary, rugby commentary, Mr. Grant Nisbet as well. How does he judge that performance by the Crusaders that he had the honour of calling last night? And he'll look ahead to the Chiefs-Brumbies game for us. That is all still to come. I will continue to take your calls on double eight double three. Grant Hellion and I have been rubbed the wrong way as well. We'll get to that, but uh, we'll head off. Uh,
0: That's Grant. Clapping, by the way. And pointing a finger. Do you know that that's the only dance move I've got. It's the pointing of the finger. Yeah, on the dance floor and then just the... What are you you pointing to? I don't know. Everton? Going up, we're staying up. It? You're pointing to it. It. Yeah. What is it? Do you have it on the dance floor? I'm going to say no. I don't.
2: I'm going to vote no. I don't. I'm going to vote no. I don't. It depends how many... I have it in spades. Do you? Oh, on yeah, the I'm D floor. A, yeah, on the D floor, mate. <laughs> we have to Where I really happen. shine, actually. I need to get a bucket list I, I, going I, for I you. I have some hidden skills. They're no longer hidden because I've just told the world. <laughs> <laughs> 0800-150-811, that is our number. You can text us on double eight double three if you so please. Yeah. Uh, like this message. The hairy jab is a sexy beast from Nelly Furtade. Well, Well, there's a lot to unpick there. He or she's not wrong. Well, if it's Nelly Furtado, she, she has a New Zealand mobile number, and then we can see it.
0: It's Nelly a, Furtado. And Nelly's a Nelly's it's a, a uh, sort of a
2: one-two hit wonder. Yeah. What early naughties?
0: Early, early naughties. Yeah. Like the two thousand. Oh, the two thousand. Early naughties. I'm not saying she's naughty.
2: Yeah. Well, it could be a
0: he. Nelly's a you know.
2: Nelly Furtado was a recording artist. Yes, I know. It? I know
0: who Nelly <laughs> Furtado. <laughs> yeah. Are you is. sure? Yes. Uh,
2: Yes, but Not to be confused with Nelly the Rapper.
0: No. No. Eh? But yeah, whoever Nelly Furtado is, is absolutely correct. Eh? <laughs> Grant does hate to fly in the face of public
2: opinion. <laughs> uh, we've had plenty of calls in the last hour from Crusaders and Blues fans. I'll tell you what, um, if you're a Blues fan, don't go to the New Zealand Herald sports site. My lord, I've unloaded. And if you're a Crusaders fan, don't go to the New Zealand Herald website because they've hardly mentioned how good you were. So that's a lose-lose for both your teams. To stay right here on SENZ, uh, I, I would say. but uh, It'd be, al- be way easier. It
0: would, it's also quite fascinating, though, when you bring that up. Yeah. That everyone's spoken about Razor Robinson. You, the, the, the first thing I see is McDonald's emotional reaction. Yeah, we're not a
2: great rugby team. Another headline. Clowns in a minefield. Doesn't get much worse.
0: it's yeah, let's celebrate. I mean, this is what, uh, the, I think that fuels what I'm going to talk about later on, which is it what does. Rubs, rubs me the wrong way. It fuels the fans' emotions. Lovely segue, Grant
2: Elliott. Uh, we'll get to rubbed the wrong way in just a moment. At the top of the hour, let's repeat the Crusaders. The Mighty Crusaders were immense and incredible and brilliant last night.
0: They were outstanding. That, 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 they won the game they, in the first 15 minutes.
2: Absolutely brilliant performance. Thumping at the Blues, six tries to two, putting a 50 spot on them, uh, and progressing to another Super Rugby uh, grand final. The Red and Blacks uh, running away with it big time last night. Uh, interesting end today, number one of the Ashes tested Edge Baston. A very flat Edge Baston surface from the opening. After England won the toss, had no. Uh surprised they decided to have a bat, and bat they did. The first ball of the Test Series, a quite glorious cover drive from Mr. Zach Crawley.
6: Oh, it was a magnificent <laughs> stroke.
2: Oh, I got the loins moving. Uh, but at the end of the day, with a score 393 for the loss of eight after just 78 overs, England decided we've had enough. We're, we declared. We declared. Put Australia in for the final four overs of the day. The Australian Open survived 14 without loss. In reply to England's 393 for the loss of eight. On an incredibly flat surface. I'll get Grant's thoughts on if 393 is enough. And the, the All-Whites, rather, my apologies. The All-Whites were talking international football. The All-Whites have gone down four goals to one to Sweden in their international friendly in Stockholm. It was chaos over the last seven minutes heading into the halftime with Sweden scoring three goals. New Zealand, in fact, had taken a very early lead through Callum McAugher in the eighth minute. Uh, one more in the second half. into of the scoring. Sweden won. Zealand, Sweden 4 at New Zealand, uh, Zealand 1. Uh, the All-Whites now turn their attention to their second match against Qatar in Vienna, Austria. That is Tuesday morning. That is the very latest in sports headlines. Let's get to rub the wrong way. Thanks to Rum and Q, award-winning rubs, sauces and seasonings. I'll start, shall I? You know what's rubbed me the wrong way, Grant Elliott?
0: Oh, here we go. You know what's rubbed <laughs> me the yeah.
2: wrong way this weekend, Grant Elliot? The Crusaders.
0: Oh, what's wrong with the Crusaders?
2: Roll the tape for the likes of Louis Herman Watt and the rest. It's that time of the year where I say, I bow down to the Crusaders. Begrudgingly. Holy heck, how good was that last night, Grant? It didn't seem fair. And that's what's rubbed me the wrong way. You would think after titles in 2017, 18, 19, regional titles in 20 and 21, and then a title again last season in 2022, there might be a chance of a little dip in quality for the biggest games of the years, right?
0: Surely, surely after all of that time. Everyone said this was the game, gonna, gonna be this was dip. the opportunity for the Blues. Eh, wrong, McCarty. Eh, wrong, Elliot.
2: Get out of here, they say. They might have just produced their best. I'll repeat. It doesn't seem fair. Incredible performance by an incredible team that oozes success. And I am green. green iron monster today. That's why it's rubbed me the wrong way. How did that happen last night? It was a cakewalk. They had the luxury of going to the bench early so they could plan for next weekend's final. Oh, that's great for them. And wasn't this an injury hit side, Grant? Yeah. Wasn't this a team that you know was bandaged up and cobbled together? I think they used upwards of 50 players this season. And there was no Whitelock, Blackadder, Havili, Reece, Bauer, Moody. There's more. In fact, there were 12 injured players, including eight All Blacks, who were forced to watch the demolition job. As Leon McDonalds, the Blues coach, said after the game, they didn't look very depleted tonight in the way they play, did they? Uh, no, they didn't, Leon. You are correct there, Mr. McDonald. And I agree with you when you also added round-robin play is good and well, but the Crusaders, they will test you and you've got to have your mindset tough. And it's the dark arts of the game they're so good at. But it wasn't just the dark arts, Grant. It just wasn't the dark arts, was it, Leon? While the Blues have the firepower in theory, they were no match for a team that defended with rage, kicked well, used the ball in hand brilliantly, found space at an alarming rate. And as the Crusaders coach, Scott Robertson uh, said, wow, 50 points, hugely pleased and satisfied by a hungry group. This is my really bad impersonation of Razor. Uh, We wanted a performance we are proud of. We wanted to own our own home and our own performances. They had so much firepower, but defensively we were on it. And every moment we found like we were living. I do like that. They were living the game. And the Crusaders fans are living their best life today thanks to that performance. I am not. And that's why it's rubbed me the wrong way, Grant.
0: Yeah, but it's a positive rubbed you the wrong way. I think, you know... which I like. I didn't expect that from you. I thought when you said the Crusader, I was like, oh, here oh, we go. Yeah. Oh, they've, just, they've just won. And here yeah, he's going to be negative about the Crusaders, but that was all positive. No, they've rubbed me the wrong way, and you're right. It's, I me, love being, it. it's me being
2: positive towards them. Uh, experience Rummick award winning barbecue rubs, sauces, and seasonings. Absolutely perfect for any occasion. Do you know what goes very well? The Blues rugby team. With They, Rum they, and they, Q. they were They were seasoned last night, weren't they? <laughs> and the Crusaders just barbecued them. He's a good friend of the show. I think it's fitting. I think it's fitting we speak to him. G'day, Bruce. Brucey, he's a regular. Morning. He morning, always Bruce. he always morning. helps us out on a slow morning. He Bruce. does. Bruce is a good fella <laughs> like that. But he's he's let others have their moment in the sun. But he is here now to crow. are uh, well,
9: stunning. Um, uh, it's all about accuracy, um, game management. And um, they came to the party the first half outstanding and just just knocked them on the head. That's it. And uh, a lot of it's from the top top two inches in, in the mind, um, boys. You, you can be as physical and as um, all that sort of stuff, but you've got to be able to manage it, control your emotions. And uh, Crusaders are so good at it.
0: Yeah, I Bruce. I, I okay. I'll ask you something, Bruce. If I yep. ask you to not think of a green apple, what are you thinking of? <laughs> You're thinking of a green apple, aren't you, Bruce? And I think the no. top two inches. <laughs> I actually, I honestly think. I was thinking apple crumble. <laughs> I think that action, action is the single most important thing when when you play in a team. But I totally agree with you. It is controlling your emotions. Now, whether the the Blues had a fearful emotion running through their team and emotions of maybe high expectations, which gave them the inability to go and express themselves out there. But, yeah, I mean, we only know that if we're in the change room. I think that everyone's thrown, you know, a lot of positive light on Razor Robinson. And I think that maybe the coach does set the scene. And it's about being relaxed, and being able to express yourself, and the Blues certainly didn't do that last night, did they?
9: Oh,
5: well, no,
9: and I think, um,
6: uh, look, it
9: just, it blows me away how well they did with so many, probably first name players that weren't, weren't there. Um, it's quite scary, but it, it, that's part of the um, the culture the league the all that sort of stuff that's bred down here they they're, they're brought in and we've seen it before through the years where players from other franchises have come in and they've been they've been I don't know nurtured and given good direction and they've been they've blossomed like you said yeah. they're allowed to express themselves but you've you've still got to control it on the field but you the decisions they made when they attack and so on and that it was incredibly clever the yeah just um well yeah
6: sorry bro you, you just and dropped out there amazing. mate
2: You you just dropped out, but hey, got to get to a break. I really appreciate your thoughts, my friend. Uh, Go enjoy the week, Mm. and we look forward to counting down to a final. We'll we'll be talking a grand final this time, uh, next weekend. Thanks so much, Bruce. Celebrate, Bruce. Yeah, celebrate. 0800-150-811-8833. And I'm in no way envious, am I? I'm in no way envious. (laughs) Are you proud of Quarter past 11, this is the Saturday session. It's a good guitar solo about to come up. Oh, uh,
0: I just not it rumbling me underneath. nervous,
2: that music. It does? Yeah, it makes me a little bit nervous. I wasn't sure about it. Normally, I'm trying to dial out the drama, mate, because, you know, the, the greatest sporting rivalry the
0: world has ever known. <laughs> Can you stop me? <sighs> please? Yeah. But we do have someone from the UK, from the islands. He's not there currently, but a, a passionate, passionate. Cricket, passionate cricket player. Now, he's someone that shows a lot of passion on the field. You know, when you're watching, as a fan, you're watching your players, he gave it his all. Yeah. And every single ball, you know, they always say, when you turn up at a game, you want to look at your team and not know whether they're winning or losing. This person, Andrew Smith, who's about to talk ashes and everything cricket with us, showed exactly that on the field and also as uh, our strength and conditioning coach, which is why I'm in such immaculate condition. You are. Post. You're looking skinnier than you ever have. Yeah, it's that tapeworm I got.
2: The the arms (laughs) are bulging. Smithy must have done a very good job with you. Yes, let's talk the Ashes. England 393 for eight, declared Australia 14 without loss.
11: Morning, Smithy. Absolutely love that. Love the (laughs) introduction. Good morning, fellas. Absolutely love that introduction. Hell of a build-up, that.
0: Oh, I love the energy in your voice. I'm I'm surprised (laughs) you've got any energy in your voice, because I thought you would have been up all night watching the Ashes, Smithy.
11: I I did start off. You have to get up and watch. You have to be awake and watch those first um, few overs and hear the Jerusalem and then see Creepy Crawley plant his front foot down the the pitch and smother it through the covers first ball, and everyone's (laughs) going ballistic. But then
12: also woke up at. How
0: amazing was the reaction to that creepy crawly, the first ball of the ashes where he pumped it through covers, where they, they panned to Stokes and whoever the support uh, uh, manager was next to him. But the reaction was unreal, wasn't it?
11: Oh, I think there's been a hell of a build-up for it. So, you know, something had to release and for it to be the first ball and the crowd to go ballistic. <laughs> It was an epic start to the uh, epic start to the Ashes, and then I walked back up at four o'clock to see Joe Root um, nudge that single away to get his hundred, and everybody again erupts. So it's just going to be a so. I mean, I, I'm excited, obviously, but it's going to be such an exciting um, Ashes series in the UK. I can't wait.
2: I, I, I've got to ask you, Smithy, how do you feel about producing such a boring pitch on the first day? Absolute road. It was nothing it in a... it for the bowlers. <laughs> it's just it
11: so a... flat, Smitty. It is so flat, and I don't. If you've been following a little bit of um, county cricket this year, Chris Rushworth yeah. signed from Durham for the Bears for Warwickshire, and he's taken uh, bags of wickets at Edgebaston and around the ground. And I thought, oh, maybe there's going to be a little bit of nibble, but there's going to be no <laughs> there's going to be no nibble.
0: Well, Smithy, if you you listened to Josh Hazelwood prior to the Ashes, they asked him, they said, what pitches are you expecting? And he said, I expect England to produce a real green one uh, to facilitate their bowlers and then just go out there and play an attacking brand. So quite surprising the way they've gone.
11: Yeah, I agree with that. It is quite surprising. I mean, maybe they were hoping that the weather might play a part in um, changing the conditions, but um, I'm not sure the forecast is um, set up for that in these next four days but either way to, the game's going to be accelerated and that's what England were like, I mean, look at the last 13 tests that's the way they play in the game they want a result regardless you know. so it's going to be great for the viewers isn't it
2: how on earth are Dad's army going to take 20 wickets on this day come on Smith <laughs> how are England going to take 20 wickets is that why they declared late on day one because they know they need to bowl 400 overs people have strike. been
11: saying this for years how's Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad going to be taking wickets down and they've been doing it <laughs> let's, just, let's just, and uh, Ollie Robinson has had a very good start to Champo cricket, and he runs in and balls a little bit different to those boys, you know, he'll, he'll hit the deck a little bit, whether, whether 20 wickets is in there, um, we'll soon see, but I mean, the way that, that England are going to play, they're going to push for a result regardless.
0: Smithy, before we keep going along the Test match, I want to ask you, as a Barmy Army fan, what are your best memories of the Ashes? Have you been to a few games? Have you experienced what it's like to be at the Ashes as an English fan?
11: Um, I got lucky there, Grant, in 2006, uh, before children, obviously. Uh, my wife said, why don't you go over there MCG on Boxing Day? And it was absolutely epic. Flew, flew on Christmas Day. Uh, We went to the Barmy Army pub down by the water and we stayed there for a few hours singing a bit of Wonderwall. And then we go to the nightclub um, in Melbourne at the casino, two o'clock, go to bed, wake up 6.30 a.m. And I had tickets for the Boxing Day breakfast with um, Ian Botham and David Boone at 7.30 a.m. at the MCG overlooking the ground, which was absolutely Unbelievable! I won't talk Amazing. too much about that test match. <laughs> mm. Was Boonie 13 three days. deep in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> um, we we was we were, we were struggling, but we were we were on uh, we were buzzing. We you know we were so excited. We couldn't I,
2: I had the privilege of going. I had the privilege of going to a Boxing Day test, but not on Boxing Day on the, on the second day. In Australia crushing England, and I and I got sat next to the six-year-old boy, who I can only assume is the long-lost love child of David Warner. Because I have never heard a six-year-old sledge people in my life. Both teams, too. Absolutely hammering them. It's like they breed them tough over there. They they breed them tough. But as far as the Brendan McCullum ride, we're we're doing our very best on the show not to say that word. We're we're, we're trying not to say that word. Trav ball. Yeah. Trav trav ball. But how, how, how incredible has this ride been since he's
11: taken over the reins? It's been immense for English cricket fans to watch a different brand of cricket. You know, I've still got my close friends in Yorkshire who are not happy with it and have changed the name to Bollocks Ball. They're not happy, They're not happy one bit. It's just not enough straight back. There's not enough, there's not enough shoulder and arms. You know? That's because it's they the, came for Boyk's Ball, didn't they?
2: Jeffrey Boyk ball. Taveray and Boycott to be opening the banning again.
11: <laughs> they would they would much prefer that in Yorkshire. This is too much of a my, my dad my dad has to you know, he's he's saying it all through gritted teeth is my dad when I speak to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but person, so not not but everyone is on board despite
2: <laughs> all the winning. Because they've done a lot of oh, winning. Oh no, no, it isn't, you see. it hasn't just been entertaining. It's been it's been winning cricket as well.
11: <laughs> it, it, it has, I suppose. Look, there's a lot of people who are uh, potentially a little bit stuck in their ways. You know, my dad probably being one of them, to be honest. But I, I, as a cricket, as a red ball cricket fan myself, I absolutely love um, Brendan McCullum's philosophy. The way he's brought in uh, Ben Stokes, obviously um, leading from the front and pushing everyone to play the same way. I think it's brilliant, and brilliant for the world game, to be honest.
0: So uh, something that's quite interesting, uh, Smithy, is that you know in the past Ashes, what you want to do is you want to put a lot of overs into the bowler's legs and win the Ashes yeah. series, as opposed to wishing, winning test matches. You mean like Australia's going to do over the next two days? Yeah, well, we obviously saw an early declaration. Now, in my mind, it's like, well, keep them bowling and bowl another session. You want to actually get a lot of overs into these guys' legs and get ahead of the game. And it's about winning in, you know, the fourth test match, you know, drawing a yeah. couple. But that's not the English philosophy now. It's about entertainment and it's about one test match at a time.
11: Yeah, I, I agree with this guy. And what I think is that the England are hoping that Australia want to play the same brand, you know. That's what, they, and that's what they're hoping for, especially for the longevity of their um, – team bowlers, is they, they'd love um, the Aussies to go out and smash 400 tomorrow and, uh, and be bowled out, you know, playing, uh, playing an expansive game, and that'll, that'll help the English bowlers, but then, obviously, boom, the, everyone's fresh again, the Aussie bowlers are fresh again to go. So, I mean, that's what they're hoping for. Whether that happens, I'm not quite sure.
2: Smithy, if England get bowled out for 80 in the third innings of this Test match, what are your friends in Yorkshire going to say, and will their (laughs) words be harsher than the the tabloids in the United Kingdom? You know they've already pre-written their Baz ball was always going to explode. I said it! Fine.
11: I said the word. (laughs) It'll be meaner. you you did say, but I think uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of people waiting for it, for it to explode. But I think the the majority will be will just say, let's go. Let we, we irrespective of win or lose, let's go to the next game. We're gonna play the same brand. We know what we know what Brendan and uh, Stokes are gonna do. So we'll we'll stay on this for as long as we can, and hopefully, you know, if we if we can get a little bit of luck um keep playing that brand, and maybe Aussie get sucked into it as well. That's what they'll be hoping for. Then um, England can um, snare this series. That would be epic, Dan, wouldn't it? God, we we'll be singing <laughs> from the rooftops.
0: Well, Smithy, I mean, you must admit, like when, when Brendan McCullum came on board, English cricket was probably at rock bottom. They'd won one out of 17 <laughs> tests or something like that. And, um, and I said they had no talent. You argued that they actually had quite yeah, a bit I of said talent. they had Ollie Pope. I, I was... Uh, yeah, But now, Baz has come on board, so they've come from rock bottom, so even if, like Dan says, something does happen, there's a bit of a hiccup whatever, I guess that everyone's looking at the Ashes as the litmus no, test yeah. for Shh, sh- England sh- uh, cricket Yeah, sh- sh- Do you hear that? The sharpening sh- of sh- the knives. No, re-
2: they'll be ready to lance it. They'll be ready well, to lance what, what... Them. They, can't, they, can't have f- they can't trip over the hurdle in this series.
11: It means too much. What? Well, what is what is happening now, I, I, what I have seen when I'm following county cricket is that this is starting to filter down, you know, teams and individual players are actually starting to change their cricket in style because of what's happening at the very top of the game. And if they know they want to get into the um, England setup, they know they have to play a certain way. So I think it's it's good for the future of English cricket, you know, if fads can stay involved and they can keep winning.
0: Yeah, well Dominic Sibley then from Surrey definitely battered himself out of contention. He got a hundred, his first hundred and eleven years for Surrey since age group, um, off uh, three hundred and sixty eight balls. So uh <laughs> that's my workhorse of the week nomination right there <laughs> a legend. He he
11: he did he did set up a hell of a win though, knocking off five hundred in the last innings though. Yeah. But he's still not it's- getting picks.
0: Smithy, I'm going to ask you to do something for me, and you don't have to, but I know that you do like singing quite a bit. Oh, really? Do you know one thing, one thing I loved in my first ever test match, uh, which was against England in Napier, I memorized all the songs. You know, Jimmy Anderson's song, the yeah. Stuart Broad song. Um, we had uh, Tim Ambrose's Keeper. I remember that song. We've got Ambrosia um can you can you maybe give me a few lines of jerusalem it just really fires me out
11: what age grant i can't give you jerusalem but what i'm going to give you is um one of the for the 40 year olds, we've got to stand up for it. we've got to have a shout out for the 40 year olds out there that are still playing test cricket and it's oh jimmy 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 jimmy, jimmy, jimmy anderson Oh, J B J This is the guy you're going to have to watch uh, tonight and in the morning to see how many wickets he can tick off because of he's of standing up for the 40-year-olds all around the world.
2: Smithy, great to hear your voice, my friend. Enjoy the next uh, five or six weeks. It's going to be fantastic. And, uh, you know, uh, great to hear your voice. Go well. Love the passion, yeah. Smudge. Thank you so Cheers, much. Cheers, Dan.
11: Cheers, Grant. Have a good one, boys. See ya.
2: Uh, your former uh, strength and conditioning coach there, uh, Andrew Smith. Former club mate of mine. Taught me how to sweep. Oh, did he? During a game. When I was struggling against an off-eany. During know, a game. He just wandered down and shouted. Dangerous. Sweep it, man! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swept it after that. And it was great coach when he shouts at you. And Smithy's what? 5 Nothing? Yeah, 5-7. But you're so right. it's, it's a great, positive
0: guy to be around. He's really. got it. He he has
2: got it. He's got it. He's absolutely got it, for sure. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll... Next week, we want, we want to speak to a proud Australian fan who's not obnoxious, obnoxious right? That's yeah, give us then, some options. Text we, in
0: some options. We went
2: through our contacts. And went,
0: I don't think we hit no one. I've got, I, I have got Mike, Mike Hussey yeah. would be quite good if I can get him. A former player. Yeah. We were thinking more fans. Yeah, you want a fan, don't you? Do we have a, a text in? If you've got an Aussie mate that, we, that is not obnoxious, can you text in? It's pretty bare at the moment. Double eight, double three coming Cesar through. His
2: number, and um, and they might end up being a guest on the show next Saturday. Yes, uh, waving the flag for Australia. We've had the uh, the Englishman, the Yorkshireman. Had to be a Yorkshireman, didn't that?
0: The problem is, I is that. that I love how they're not loving it in Yorkshire. I know. <laughs> <They> <laughs> <like> bring back Boicks <laughs> ball. All
2: this winning. I'm sick of all this winning. <laughs> We're just not doing it the right
0: way. We can't moan about our cricket like we normally do because Yorkshire do. They they get fired. They they're probably half empty, wouldn't they be? Where Smithy he sort of bucks the trend of Yorkshiremen. Well, if they
2: could start up their own nation, Yorkshire's probably the most likely of the counties to do that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And Geoffrey Boycott uh. wasn't very complimentary about anyone cricket. Bob Willis must have been from Yorkshire. Was he from Yorkshire as well? I don't think he was, no. Oh, wasn't he
2: not? No. hoot. we're going to take a break because uh, on the other side, we're going to update some golf. Uh, the US Golf oh. uh, Open is on. Major championship. Got to get... Um, Movers and shakers on day number two. And uh, we will uh, do it. the man who was on the Smithy earlier in the week. had some incredible predictions as far as uh, how uh, the first round would go. Uh, let's see what David Beliski can do um, at Deep Dive Golf. He's a golf writer and analyst, and he's going to join the show after this break. 29 minutes away from 12 o'clock.
0: Interesting choice from Ken. I like this. Yeah? bit of old school, mate? You're showing me your moves as well. Daniel McCarty telling me that he is an outstanding dancer. Probably better than outstanding, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find a, a different objective. I've
2: never Twenty- seen you back yourself so much in a skill. 25 minutes away from 12 o'clock. Uh, we're going to talk some international golf. Um... The U.S. Open, to be exact, quickly, hurriedly brings up the scorecard before we welcome in our very wise guest, who was almost smithy during the week and nailed some big predictions uh, at the top of the leaderboard. we got to whisper it, Graham.
0: Oh, yeah. We always whisper our golfers. He's got days. a nine-footer for Birdie
2: As at 17. Rick, Ricky Fowler leads the tournament. He is uh, 11 under for awesome. the tournament. He's three under for today uh, through nine rounds. He, of course, scorched the course yesterday, 62. Mm. Incredible stuff. Uh, Clark is minus nine. He's in uh, second. He's also three under for the day, but he's finished. Xander Schofle is a further shot back. He's even for the day. Um, he has played seven. So Ricky Fallisdor leads 11 under the card, two-shot lead ahead of Clark, and Schofle a further stroke back. Let's welcome in uh, David Beliski. hope I pronounced that correctly. He can tell me if I've got that wrong, and I will uh, apologize profusely. He, of course, is a golf writer and analyst. You can follow him at... Uh, deep dive golf. David, welcome back to SENZ. You're probably, you're probably about eight foot tall with some of those predictions you made with Smithy the other
0: day. Morning, David.
12: Morning, boys. No, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, Xander Shopley's just made a birdie as well, so he's moved into tied second. And um, yeah, no, it, was, it was a pleasure to be on with Smithy and um, even more of a pleasure to open up the leaderboard after the, the first round and see uh, Tips um, basically dominating the top of the leaderboard. We gave out Fowler Xander, and um, Wyndham Clark on that show, so tune in, and um, yeah, you'll be getting some hot predictions.
2: But you didn't expect Fowler to shoot 62, right?
12: I don't think that I would have expected a 62 from him, no. He was definitely training in the right direction, um, but the course on that first day played probably a bit easier than I think anyone um, predicted. Golf Twitter went absolutely mental over the last 24 hours, sort of. Um, hashtag not my US Open was trending for a bit there. So um, a lot of people were critical of the of the course and the way it was set up. But we're really starting to see the course bite back now. Um, I mean, it's playing three strokes over par this afternoon. So I I don't think this is atypical for a US Open. Um, We sometimes see a first round starting off a bit easier and then it sort of bakes out, gets faster, firmer, and um, we might see those scores start getting dialed back as the week goes on. Dave, it's
2: a bit of a funky course, isn't it? Uh, from my um, un- un- uneducated position, uh, from what I've seen, there's a couple of reachable par fours, couple, of, you know, one monstrous par three. I'd, you know, I'd have to get a taxi uh, just to get the ball uh, to the green. Uh, th- there are some unique holes, right?
12: Yeah, it's a it's a strange little course. It's it's almost like a hybrid of, of a lynx course but then also like Shades of Riviera, which is just down the road and was also designed by George Thomas. So it's a bit of a strange setup. Um you have got a drivable par four in the six. I think that's that's one of the most um, interesting holes to watch. If I was there on course that's probably where I'd be sitting because you've got kind of this blind tee shot over this huge tree to try and reach the green or you can lay up and leave yourself actually quite a quite a tricky um little wedge shot in there. Um so that's quite interesting that the really long par 3 does play a bit shorter than it reads on the card I mean it's still a monster at 294 yards but it is downhill so there's some quite significant kind of elevation changes at this course and I think as it gets um, firmer as this week goes on um, we're really going to see a lot of guys struggling to get up and down and it's going to be very very intriguing over the next few days David we always
0: talk about Ryan Fox on the show uh, for obvious reasons. Um I look at him now he's tied 21st. He's he's one under for the competition. Um does he have what it takes to win an an open or major?
12: Yeah, I I really do think he does. I mean we we have to remember that that his game's still developing, right? Like he's still growing and and progressing in his game. So he he's on a very strong upward trajectory over the last few years. We saw that last year with the Alfred Dunhall links um, where he managed to win on the DP World Tour and I had the pleasure yeah. of um, interviewing Foxy um, a couple of weeks ago so you can find that on my, my Twitter page at Deep Golf. Um but I, I asked him about the Open because he has obviously he's won the Alfred Dunhall links and then he has played well at the Open Championship before I think he's had a 16th um, previously so I sort of asked his preference in terms of, you know, what does he like about Lynx Golf? What is it that suits his game so well? And he sort of pointed out he he doesn't really have any, um, you know, strong weaknesses in his game at the moment. Like everything's kind of trending pretty well. Um, So he's got a well-rounded kind of profile. But then also he, he said, which I found really intriguing, that, I, I like these tougher setups because I don't feel I have to go out there and birdie every hole and then I'm not losing strokes on the field. And I thought that was really interesting that um, for him he just prefers trying to get around keeping the scorecard going, keeping the momentum going, um, making a fair share of birdies but then um, keeping the scorecard fairly clean of the bogeys as well and, um, and that's kind of what we're going to see this week. Um, it, it's almost like as, as links like as you're going to get in the States um, for a US Open anyway. Um, with some of the bunker shapes, um, some of the runoff areas, and, and the um, the open front faces, a lot of undulation as well. So, I, I think he's got the game to, to at a point put himself into to contention. We've already seen that at the the PGA Championship and the Masters, both finishing in the the top 30, and I mean, he's sitting right there at the moment. He's, he's certainly not out of contention. Anything can happen at the US Open over a couple of days if you get hot. So um, we should be very, very proud of his performance thus far and um, certainly going to be cheering him on. And, and I think he's a, a sneaky look for the Open Championship at the Royal Liverpool later this year as well. His managers um, played there before, he mentioned as well. So hopefully, you can get some um, wee tidbits on off him um, how to play the course.
0: And the real key for these players, David, is when they actually get that sniff of winning, how they actually, their course management and anxiety and pressure that's on them in those last couple of holes, how they manage that, isn't it? To actually see how their career is going to progress.
12: Yeah, I, I just wonder if it's if it's that, or just just taking that out of your mind and, and just playing the shot that's in front of you, which is, I guess, easier said than done when the, the adrenaline's pumping and um, coming down the stretch on a on a firm, fast course, and you, you with the adrenaline in your system, you're probably going to hit the ball, ball twenty yards longer. You know, you want to take a. A club or two down because you're just naturally gonna gonna um hit the ball a little bit further when your blood's pumping like that. So you you do have to have those those clutch moments. I mean that's always been I, I said on the, the show with Smithy when I tipped up um, Xander that um I'd always always suspected that if he wins a major it wouldn't be front one running. It would be kind of, you know, sitting three or four behind a lead on the final day and then somehow finding himself at the top of the leaderboard and then of course he goes out and, and shoots the first round lead with a 62 alongside yeah. Ricky Fowler so we're kind of kind of hoping for an inverse uh, trend from him there but uh, yeah look there, there definitely does become a lot of pressure and, and you have to be pretty clutch um, coming down the stretch so um, Rory McIlroy is right there um, as well at the moment at eight under, he's, he's shot three under today and he's, he's right in contention again. Um, he's been struggling a little bit on Sundays lately, so I wonder with um, all the the stuff with um, the Piff investing in PGA and, and all of that sort of live golf stuff in the background whether he's now able to just focus on his golf and, and focus on his game out there.
2: Yeah, and when you factor in what Smith, uh, Cam Smith's in the top 10. DJ's in the top 10. It's pretty tasty top 10, as you uh, already told us. McRoy with uh, Chauvelet and, and also Fowler at the top. What, what's the cut line looking like?
12: Uh, cut what's line's number? going to be plus two. Plus two, okay, it looks plus like. Two. Maybe plus three. Yeah, which is... Um, David, can I play a different game, though? To... A different... Yes. Like,
2: but before... Uh, I want to play a game. The cut line for players who can actually win it now. When you've got a guy who's at 11-under he's he's a long way in front of a lot of people. So come up with a cut line for us, David, so we can extinguish any options for someone with uh, a miraculous comeback uh, uh, come to win. How like how uh, far back could you be now yeah, and theoretically the, still have a chance of winning this thing?
12: Uh, I mean, I can see Scheffler and Rahm sitting at minus two. Um, I'd say they're still very much in contention. Tony Penao at minus three. Still very much in contention in my mind. I mean, look, the, these courses do get pretty nasty pretty quickly, um, and over the weekend there's there's nothing to say that Fowler might go out there and shoot six over. You know, it it does happen, and when you we you capitulate pretty quickly out here when um, when your game's not exactly on point. I, I think the course thus far has played pretty fair, um, despite all the criticism. Like if you hit good shots you're gonna have the opportunity to make birdies and if you don't then um you're gonna be punished accordingly and we saw that with Dustin Johnson today, hit a quadruple bogey on the, the second um and still somehow managed to um to shoot a decent round today. So, you know, if you you, you hit the good shots you'll find yourself in position but um but yeah if you, you make mistakes then um they, they do capitulate and start adding up um over time. So cut line's going to be plus two which um, look you know if you're that far back you're not you're not going to be winning it but um you know it it wouldn't be absurd for someone you know like Rahm or Sheffler from minus two that they're, they're still absolutely within within range of this tournament.
0: Uh, David I'll, I want to before your prediction. About who's gonna win, uh, win this thing, which he will steal, uh, David, and claim as his own, and then I'll put it on the uh, tips that yeah, you that, should run a mile. Yeah, from. And
2: then won't credit you, David. <laughs>
0: yeah, I wanna, I wanna ask you, did you actually see? Uh, I call it a fresh air, but uh, on in the press it was called a whiff. Did you see Rory McIlroy's uh, miss of the ball on one of the holes? It makes you
12: feel great as yeah, right an hacker like me.
0: How did that happen?
12: Yeah, no, it gives gives hope to all the amateurs. Look, I mean, the the, the Bermuda rough is particularly around the, the bunkers. It's kind of a bit odd. They've got this hybrid of around the greens. You've got the, the usual kind of Bermuda rough. And then around the bunkering, it's even thicker, like it's over five inches. And it's, the mute and mis- mixed with um, some fescue in there as well, and when your ball's buried under there, you know you're not sure just how deep the the golf ball is to the ground. You know it could be right hard against the surface, or it could be sitting up a little bit, and so we've gone just basically just straight underneath the ball when he's, he's hit it and and basically hit here. I mean I think the US Open um, shot tracker marked it down as moving one inch. So um, yeah, giving giving hope to all of us uh, amateur hacks out there that uh, that we're well, not the only ones ch- who do that, but.
2: Still counts, though, doesn't it? Still counts. <laughs> yep. All right, prediction time. Make Grant
0: Elliott look good. Make Grant Elliott look good. Who's winning this thing, David?
12: Uh, well, I mean, I've got the top three on the leaderboard at the moment, mate, so um, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping it's either Fowler, moving. Clark or Schellplay, Um, because that, that would be great to see. Um, I, I think Fowler's actually he's got the, the credentials to, to come through. Um, he's been in contention recently um, he, I mean, at multiple tournaments um, but most recently he's been kind of in the heat and battle at the Memorial he had a putt to um, share the lead coming into the back nine so he's put himself well into contention um, over the last few tournaments. Look I, I do think someone like a Tony Fennell or Scheffler, and Aram have the credentials to jump up this leaderboard so you can probably find a bit of value live at the moment with them um, sitting that far back. They're going to be at a bit of a longer odds than they probably deserve. But um, yeah, McElroy as well, I think he's a, he's a fantastic shout um, right there as well. Um, he's actually the, the favourite. But in terms of um, my modelling, those top four Fowler, Clark, Shelflay, McElroy hold about um, 85% of the win at the moment. So suspect it will come from one of those four and hopefully hopefully it's one of the three I tipped out early in the week with um, Smithy. Come, come on, Foxy, and come on, Johnny Rahm, of course.
2: Big John Rahm fam I am, David. I had to cram him in there somewhere. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, giving us uh, great analysis. Keep up the fine work, uh, David, and all the very best.
12: Thanks, David. Yeah, thanks, team. Thanks, team.
2: Absolute pleasure having you on. You can follow David at Deep Dive Golf, golf writer and analyst David Lesky, joining us there. It's 12 minutes, in fact, just shy, 12 minutes away from 12. Back after the break. Eight minutes away from 12 o'clock, this is the Saturday Session. Grant Elliott, Daniel McCarty, with you through to one o'clock, all with Rum and Q, our very dear friends at Rum and Q. Uh, Speaking of Rum and Q, uh, rubbed the wrong way. I had a bit of a whinge about the Crusaders. You uh, did? Well, it wasn't a whinge. it wasn't a whinge. It was gushing in praise, really. Yeah. Um, No one in my family will look at me in the eye with uh, any dignity
0: ever again, will they, after that? Well, uh, I think there is the... There is a lot of tall poppy when it comes to the Crusaders, and I just look at—I'm the... just jealous. I'm, I'm, the
2: green-eyed monster. That's all. That's all I am. And we would like to know also not only what Grant was rubbed Grant the the wrong way. We'll find out after um well, about ten or twelve minutes to be exact. Uh, but we want to know what our listeners what, what's rubbed them the wrong way this week.
0: Because you can win something,
2: can't you? Well, yes. There there is a prize pack. There was a prize pack. No, even uh, more reason. Thanks to Rum & Q. Uh, Experience Rum & Q's award-winning barbecue rubs, sauces, and seasonings. Absolutely perfect for any occasion. Uh, you've heard my uh, whinge. Uh, just text in Uh If you can't send a text like someone did last week, you can call it in. You can call it in on 050811. We want to know what's rubbed you the wrong way in the, uh, the world of sport, and you could have a wonderful prize pack. Thanks to the team at Rum & Q coming your way. Mark has entered the spirit. He got in nice and early. Um, and he writes, what's rubbed me the wrong way? What, what is Leon McDonald's next job? Attacking coach for the All Blacks? World rugby must be afraid, writes Mark. <laughs> well, Mark, the the guy who out-coached him last night hand-picked him to join him. So, maybe, maybe don't, don't let it colour your perspective of him as a coach completely and utterly and totally. Just maybe. Uh, this is not a nomination for rubbed the wrong way. This is from Anthony and its and it's quite a saga. I'll get to it. Morning lads, why the hell why the hell we get the Crusaders to play on Friday night? A Friday night not good for the mindset as a chiefs fan I fear the bo- the boys' minds will be on the Crusaders next week rather than the donkeys this week. Bloody Crusaders. We could beat the blues hands down easy in a final in the final did someone not tell the crews bloody satyrs it's the chief's year like the bloody boundary countback all over again? He goes on as Anthony, had so much hope until last night. Bloody hate those crusaders. Too bloody good. Living rent free in my head, writes Anthony in Rotorua. It <laughs> is a magnificent rant, Anthony. Three separate text messages. Hope you're doing okay. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Inhale, exhale. Listen to the wind-up music. After the air break, we'll have the very latest in sports headlines. What's well, rubbed Grant Elliott. The wrong way. And we play Fact or Fiction. Is the Ashes the greatest sporting spectacle, I'm sorry, (laughs) of all time, Grant. I'm getting carried away.
0: We're getting angry in the final hour, aren't we? We're getting angry. This is for the Auckland fans. Yeah. He's ah! something a little bit more sombre from the Crusaders. And you know something that's rubbing Always up the wrong way? Look on the right side. Cam's in a red shirt. And I've just looked at Israel Dagg's camera or his webcam. And there's just Crusaders flags. And it looks like there's a cardboard cutout of Izzy with a, a Crusaders wig on. It's just... Well, one did play for the Crusaders. I know, but it's in-your-face sort
2: of stuff, isn't it? Oh, jeez. That's really rubbed you the wrong way, is not
0: it? Yeah, well, that's not what I'm about. But, yeah, you haven't won it yet, is he? You've still got to get to the final, you know? Humble in victory, humble in defeat, all of that.
2: You're you always humble in defeat.
0: Yeah, well, you have How
2: to often were you humble in victory? I can't really remember.
0: Well, when you get defeated, you just go, oh, I've got no words. Yeah, <laughs> I've got no words. And then talk back.
2: Callers uh, talk for you. Uh, we're into the final hour of the show. Coming up, Grant will reveal what's rubbed him the wrong way. We will play fact or fiction. Is the Ashes the greatest thing of all time? Mm-hmm. Grant but none of us, neither of us looking.
0: We don't believe
2: we don't. We're not looking forward to it, but the, the name of the game is
0: we toss a coin and whatever
2: the way the coin lands, we have to argue. Uh, Grant Nisbet uh, will join us. He's caught a few big games of rugby over the years. Uh, how does that performance uh, stack up? And uh, you can look at the Chiefs-Bromby's uh, game. Uh, we'll catch up with Nisbo at quarter past 12, so 30 minutes away. Right now, let's update some live sports. Starting off with the U.S. Golf Open at the Los Angeles Country Club. Grant Elliott. Uh, leading uh, Ricky Fowler, minus 10, only two under four today. He has played... 10. Chaufilet now just a shot behind. He's one under for round number two. He's played nine. Clark uh finishing at minus three for the day, shooting a 67. Um, and he is also at uh, minus nine. Uh, let's uh, whip down the leaderboard. Rory McIlroy in fourth position on eight under the card. Dustin Johnson's tied for six on six under. Uh, Cam Smith the Australian shooting a three under today. He's minus four for the tournament and currently Ryan Fox is two over for his round today. He's dropped back to even even par for the tournament. Grant he's played nine holes today two over and currently in a tie for 32nd. Staying with golf and former world number no. one Tiger Woods will not compete in next month's Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. Injury forced the 47 year old who claimed a third of his three uh, Open wins at Uh, were like in 2006 to withdraw from the uh, Masters third round in April. Woods, of course, the 15-time major uh, winner, then had fusion surgery on a bone in his ankle to address post-traumatic arthritis from a previous fracture in the joint. Uh, That ruled the American out of the PGA Championship in this week's US Open. Uh, To the ashes we turn. Australia will resume at 14 without loss. Later tonight, you will hear... Every single ball of day number two. In fact, every single ball of every single test of the Ashes, ashes right here on SCNZ. That is how committed we are to bringing you high-quality cricket with our uh, wonderful team in the United Kingdom. When uh, play resumes, Australia 14 without loss. In reply to England's 393 for the loss of eight declared one, Joe Root uh, top-scoring with 118. Johnny Bestow uh, had a ball 70-odd for uh, England after loss later tonight. You will hear every single ball of day number two. In fact, every single ball of every single test of the Ashes right here on SCNZ. That is how committed we are to bringing you high quality cricket with our uh, wonderful team in the United Kingdom. When uh, play resumes, Australia 14 without loss. In reply to England's 393 for the loss of eight declared one. Joe Root uh, top scoring with 118. Johnny Bestow uh, had a ball 70-odd for Uh, England after they won the toss and decided to bat on an absolute road. Flat as a pancake it was. And the Crusaders have destroyed the Blues to advance to another Super Rugby Grand Final and they wait the winner of tonight's fixture between the Chiefs and the Brumbies. And there's been a lot of Cantabrians phoning in saying, go Brumbies. And I'm going to say, go Chiefs. Go the Chiefs. Yeah, I have to. I done well to not have a whinge about the end of the hurricanes Brumbies game from last weekend? That was a try.
0: Well, he
3: got
2: the ball down, didn't he? Yeah. He got it down. Yeah,
6: we, I haven't have, we haven't whinged.
2: We haven't whinged about it. No, I haven't. Artie Savia, post-match interview. Did well. Masterclass. Yeah, he did very well. To show clear disappointment and emotion, but also taking the high road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to tick both those boxes. I hope when I grow up, I'm as mature as Ate <laughs> Chances are quite... <laughs>
0: Real <low>. Slim.
2: <laughs> Slim Jim. All right, Grant Elliot. What has rubbed you the wrong way, my friend? In association with Rum & Q, experience Rum & Q's award-winning. Barbecue rubs,
0: sauces, seasonings,
2: absolutely perfect for any occasion.
0: What's rubbed me the wrong way? It's simple, it's fans. Ooh, Fans that turn up and think that because they buy a ticket to a game, it gives them the right to throw abuse to athletes on the field. As an athlete, you know you're going to cop it from the press. You normally do, like we, we saw in the rugby press this morning. Um, and you expect to cop you know, some abuse from fans while you're on the field of play, and probably the opposition, when you're playing against Australia. The problem I have with it is that it becomes an acceptable behavior for our children who watch it at the game. I watched this disgusting video of the Colton Blues getting booed off the field as they walked down the um, players' enclosure and fans telling them they are a effing disgrace. I've also seen the Indian public turn on their cricketing players after the Test World Championship with abuse directed towards Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma. With numbers waning in the sport, especially rugby, We need to teach our kids a love of sport and passion for the team they support through the tough times as well as the good times, because that's realistic. You might support the maple leaves like Daniel McCarty or Everton like me, but it's it's about going to the sporting events to create an atmosphere and get behind your team and just enjoy the event for what it is, irrespective of how your team is doing. In most cases, the athletes are trying as hard as they can, and it's when there's a perception of our athletes not giving their all, that's when the fans get rubbed the wrong way. Athletes, do your part as well and show more passion and effort. That's all the fans should ask for. It's
2: all they can ask for is effort, in my opinion. I think you make a really good point. There's been some disturbing
0: scenes. not it, it is disturbing, but it's anger. It's, you know, it happens in social media. It's a bleeping media.
2: disgrace. Well, no, they just had a bad game. Yeah, they've had them as
0: human beings. You're a
2: disgrace of a human being, Grant Elliott. You got caught for two.
0: That's why I love the the Everton fans. We celebrate relegation, (laughs) avoiding relegation. Well, we haven't avoided it yet. You've got to take your victories
2: wherever they present themselves, Grant. You really do.
0: Yeah. So I think as fans, we just have to set the example for these kids. There's always going to be a, a minor watching us. That's why I love it when, you know, as athletes, they get out there and they sign, you know, uh, shirts and basketballs and, you know, whatever it is while you're at the game. Because I think that that shows to the young um, audience and aspiring athletes that, hey, that's the normal way of doing things. And you should just be down to earth as a player, not uh, inaccessible, which I think a lot of sporting codes get wrong now. They're inaccessible to the public and inaccessible to the youth that actually aspire to be in their position.
2: Where do you draw the line, though? Abuse is one thing, and I, I think that's pretty clear what abuse is, but if you have a bad performance as a team and you know the effort wasn't there and you are booed or jeered off the
0: field by your home fans, is that fair enough? If I'm if I'm the coach or manager, I mean, I think after every game you get out there and you sign autographs um, because there's going to be kids waiting there, there's going to be people expecting that, and I think you take your, your medicine. You know, taking your medicine is, is with your fans. You go out there and you appreciate them. Mm-hmm. So someone made the point of Razor Robinson before the Crusaders game. He walked out and, you know, he showed his appreciation to the fans before the game. And I think if you can just show your appreciation, it's it's taking your, your medicine and your humble pie, you know, uh, and putting yourself out there even though you've had a bad game. And I think the other thing is going into the opposition change room as well, which is tough. You do those two things and you realize you don't want to be on that side of the ledger. Um, And those things help you develop that perspective in sport as well. No one likes losing. And if you do, then you're in the wrong game. You know, you're in the wrong sports if you're just nonchalant about it. No one likes it. You try your, your, your hardest and you make a lot of sacrifices. So you want those sacrifices to pay off. And when they don't, you know that when you get to training, you've got to try even harder. Um, so, yeah, as fans, I think we have to support the athletes. And I'm not uh, not saying in a soft way, soft way. I think you can be firm but fair with your athletes, but just not abusive.
2: Appreciate that, Grant. Uh, that was what's rubbed Grant the wrong way this week, if you want to play a part. double three, send your suggestions through. What's rubbed you the wrong way? Ken writes, uh, this is part of what's uh, wrong with Super Rugby. Blowouts in the finals uh, like that don't help the cause. I guess from a neutral perspective, it's not ideal. I'm racking my brain. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember a, a fifty-point semi-final in a long time. I, I think that was a real outlier, Ken. If I'm wrong and you've got an example, feel free. But that they were that good. The opposition was well below a standard required. But I think I, it, I, I just can't. I just can't look beyond how good the Crusaders were last night. Uh, they really were. Uh, we've got one here. No name, but I love it. I've spent 15 minutes trying to think of a non-obnoxious Australian person you could get on to comment on the Ashes. I have two. The original Blue Wiggle and Flipper.
6: <laughs>
0: Anthony. Wasn't his name Anthony? <laughs> no, I well, remember that was, my Wiggles yeah, years. Do you? No, well, not personally. But Stephen like, Fleming. Well, I thought it was an excellent Wiggle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Fleming was my favourite Wiggle. The yellow Wiggle. No, he was the red Wiggle, I think. Oh, okay. Or was he? Yeah, you might be right. And, and, uh, and Adam Gilchrist was also one of the Wiggles. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Troy writes, Hi team, it rubs me up the wrong way that Leeds United get got relegated, that the Blues Blue Origin won, and to get the trifecta last night, why is Leicester finding Ānuku leaving New Zealand on this sort of form? It's almost, Troy, you listened to my rub me the wrong way from last weekend. Yeah. When he, he was centre of my thinking. He also adds Troy to finish on a high. Bears ball continues to deliver. Can it bring the palms the urn? Question mark. Can't wait to see this unfold. We're with you, Troy. In short, of course, I think they can win the series. Yeah, I think they can. I can see outcomes where both teams uh, can win the series, and that's why it's so delicious. Uh, this proposition. We will argue later, though. This hour, if the ashes is the greatest sporting. Event of, of all time,
0: rivalry, rivalry
2: of all time. We we will play fact or fiction when we have to debate topics. Sometimes we don't want to debate. Uh, we'll be forced to take a side, and we'll do our very best. Coming up on the other side of this break, though, we are going to talk uh, Super Rugby. That performance by the Crusaders, and looking into the uh, Chiefs, Brumbies second semi final. We're going to uh, catch up with the, with Mister Commentary. He's seen some good performances over the years, out of is but rate that Crusaders effort. He'll join us after the break. 16 minutes after 12 o'clock, everybody is working for the weekend, unless, of course, you work every weekend. tell you who will be. Is our next guest. He works a lot of weekends. He does. He's probably missed a lot of weddings over the years, a lot of functions, all to deliver magnificent sports broadcasting for our pleasure.
0: I wonder if he's an Everton fan, because i tell you No, he's way too too good for that. Tim, one of my Everton fans, he'll be working. He does his DIY.
2: Oh, yes, of course. Your, Your burgeoning Everton supporters club with ten people in it. Ten strong. Um, Grant Nisbet, of course, the voice of Sky Sport, voice of rugby, joins us on the programme. Nisbo, you're way too sensible to be a toffee, aren't you? Nisbo? Yep.
4: Yes, I am too. I'm way too sensible. I'm, I'm a t- t- top of Hotspur, so it's just as hard.
6: <laughs> oh, oh,
4: But Ange is riding
2: in to save the day. Poster Coglu will lead you to the glory land. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Now, listen boys, I've only agreed to come on the show if Grant can do his impersonation of Hugh Bladen one more time for us. Oh yeah. You
0: uh, you do like it don't you Grant? Okay. <laughs> well, in that case I'm going to have to do it then as well. I actually I touched base with him the other day because um, He's been quite unwell. I now. heard he he wasn't doing that flash. He had a he had a stroke okay. but I I just asked him I said I, I just wanted to drop your line see how you're going and he went All's good, thanks. Hope all is well with you. Cheers, Hugh. So as I just said, I missed that delsa tones of Matt Field makes the ball available out wide to Dupreer. Dupreer to Habana, Habana, Habana for the try. <laughs>
4: Outstanding, mate. Absolutely it, brilliant.
2: It's really good, isn't it, Grant? I, uh, sorry, Nisbo, um, I don't want to give Grant... Um, Elliot any praise, but I have to. It's a very good Hugh Bladen. <laughs> Oh, Look, I,
4: I can't think of a better one. I don't know whether Hugh could even produce that.
0: <laughs> well, Dan McCarty, we, we interviewed him last year, and Dan McCarty, he did the first thing. He said, right, Hugh, we're not going to uh, uh, start this interview until Grant Elliot does his Hugh Bladen impersonation. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this could go either way. But he sort of semi-enjoyed it, I think.
2: I, I, well, oh, he's a he's such a gentleman. A he is, isn't yeah. he? Uh, he certainly made us think like it, w- it was a very good uh, impersonation. Uh, the uh, Crusaders last night gave a very good impersonation of the Super Rugby Champions of 2023, did they not, Nisbo? Um, You know, your overall feelings of that performance that you witnessed.
4: I've, I've had it staggering, actually. And uh, Justin Marshall and I were kind of awestruck, really, because... I think we felt before the game the Blues could easily win this. When you looked at the teams on paper and you realized how many of those Crusaders were missing, it just looked like the moment for the Blues to step up and finally, you know, fulfill some of the potential they've often talked about and uh, maybe even had. But they were not in it. They were not in it. From almost the kickoff, it was just fast and furious. And when you look back over some of the Crusaders who excelled last night, there were guys like Leo Willie and Havili Talitui, blokes who at the mm. start of this year had barely been heard of and wouldn't have thought they'd had much game time, and yet they are—you know—they are stepping up. It was just an incredible performance, actually.
0: Nisbo, being around the the team, I guess, and watching them all the time, what what is it that that's in that secret sauce? We've had a lot of callers phoning or listeners phoning in and saying it's Razor Robinson, but surely it's just that that culture of perfection and focus that the Crusaders have had over so many years in tradition. Does it, do you think it's player-led, or do you think that Razor Robinson does have a lot to do um, with the, the passion and skill um, level that they played at last night?
4: Oh, I think he has a hell of a lot to do with it. You've got to remember when he took over, Todd Blackadder had the Crusaders for eight seasons, and they hadn't won a title. And then all of a sudden in comes Razor and he's won six in a row and quite possibly make it seven before he disappears out of it. But, you know, just talking with some of the boys last night, particularly Justin Marshall, and um, you you know that he got uh, inducted into their Hall of Fame. And he said he's never been quite so emotional as when he went up and his name was called out and he looked at the faces of the blokes out there. And, um, you know, the Richie McCaw's, the Dan Carter's and all the great, you know, Robbie Deans, all, all these great um, Crusaders characters. And he said, it's all about the culture. It really is. 1996, when the Crusaders kicked off, they were bottom of the table. And within two seasons, in 1998, they'd won a title. And it hasn't really stopped since. And I talked about Blackadder. You know, he, he was a bit of a legend on the field. He couldn't quite get them into uh, into winning Bane, but he, he still made a few finals. Um, it, it's just the culture. I, I can't put it down to anything else.
2: 1996, that's, where, that's when we peaked. Crusaders at the bottom of the ladder and three test match series in South Africa. Let's go back to 1996. Uh, I say that tongue in cheek because <laughs> Nismo, 29 unbeaten playoff matches. That is frightening. Uh, you've caught a lot of them. I, I, I would imagine, and something I put to Crusaders fans earlier, and a lot were in agreement, that that's got to be up there as arguably the very best performance.
4: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to imagine any other team in any other um, uh, conference in in world sport having a record like that. Even you know, even the great uh, club teams in in America or even in the in uh, the UK, the Man Citys, the Man Uniteds, uh, the Liverpools, uh, they'd never have a record like that. They wouldn't have a hope. Um, and you know, they've had to see off some pretty good teams, the Crusaders, over the years. Look, admittedly. And you've probably been there, Daniel. It's not one of the great grounds in world sport. <laughs> um, and, and, and thankfully, in two years' time, uh, it won't yes. be there. or it might be there, but it won't be used because the new stadium is starting to take shape down there. It'll be available, I believe, in 2025. So it's not an easy place to go. It's cold as hell. Um, it only holds about 16 or 17,000 at the most, and it's extremely parochial. Um, so from a visiting team's point of view, it's a hellish place to go, but that's that's no excuse. If you're good enough, you should be able to win.
0: Well, in this boat done and dusted, the Crusaders have won. Uh, everyone thought that maybe we'd see some sort of contest from the Blues, and we didn't, so they threw. What about uh, tonight's game? What about this uh, Brumbies versus Chiefs? We've had a lot of Crusaders fans phoning in saying, go the Brumbies. What do you think? How's this one going to shape up?
4: Oh, look, I think the Chiefs have done so much hard work this year. They're not going to fall at the last hurdle, I don't think. They desperately want to have the final up in Hamilton. Keep it away from Canterbury, that's for sure. That'll be the, the adage. Um, and I just think they'll be too good for the Brumbies. I mean, the Brumbies are not what they were. They're good enough to win at home, as they showed last week. And even that was debatable. But I think you'll find that the Chiefs will be up for this. There should be a big crowd there in Hamilton. And I'd be really, really surprised if the Chiefs fell over at this late stage. I think they've shown enough. They, were, they looked a bit vulnerable last week against the Reds, but I think Brad Thorne went with a great game plan, and uh, the Chiefs struggled to counter it. But I think they will have had a very close look at themselves this week. And, look, I think, the, I think they'll comfortably put away the Brumbies.
2: This is all a bad dream, Grant, uh, Elliot. Uh, the Hurricanes are playing tonight. Uh, the tri- the try was scored la- last weekend, so in my mind they're playing the Chiefs. Um good good luck to the Brumbies. their what their pack is their greatest point of attack, isn't it, uh Nisbo? The Brumbies that is.
4: Yeah, look yes, you don't you don't really wanna be conceding line outs close to your own line when the Brumbies are gonna throw in because they're invariably they're going to drive it and more often than not they're going to score a try from a rolling mall. Look, they've got some good players um, but you know a few journeymen in there I mean the, the, the fact that Oli Sapsford who's you know he's a good Hawke's Bay provincial player but he wouldn't you wouldn't probably see him in too many New Zealand super rugby teams he's one of their better players and uh, so look I I think um, I think they're solid solid enough hard to beat in Canberra which is a a different place to be able to play. And, but I just don't think that in Hamilton tonight with a parochial Waikato-type crowd there, I just can't see it myself.
2: All Blacks are named tomorrow. Nisbo, is there a player that has impressed you or maybe multiple players who've been on the outside, maybe never had an All Black cap, or maybe one or two that you think have absolutely done more than enough to hear their names tomorrow?
4: Yeah, look, they're going to name a squad of 36, and then they're going to turn around and name another team that's going to play Japan in two games. So overall, they're going to name about 60 players, Daniel. Um, So you'd almost be disappointed if your name wasn't there and you played Super Rugby. But (laughs) look, I think the names names that have been bandied around over the last sort of month or so are probably going to come to the fore. The likes of Sean Stevenson, who's been kind of knocking on the door for a while. Uh, Narawa, Imoni Narawa, the winger for the Chiefs, he sh- his name should be there. Cam Roygaard, I think he should be there. Um, and when you look at the loose forward department, maybe this fellow playing for the Chiefs, uh, Finao will be good enough to make it as well. So I don't think anyone's going to come out of left field. I think there are going to be some new All Blacks, but I don't think they're going to anybody we haven't talked about over the last month or so.
2: Always a treat to have you on the show, Nisbo. Can't wait to catch up again soon, and, and it sounds like we will catch up when all three of us are named in that side to take on Japan. It sounds like uh, they'll be cast <laughs> in the net far and wide. Thanks a lot,
4: Nisbo. Good to talk to you, boys.
2: <laughs> take it easy, mate. The great Grant Nisbo joining us on the program, uh, you, you have to take his uh, word at uh, pure face value. when He's called so many big games over the years, and, and he really is racking his brain to, to think of one of that level, one on that level rather as we witnessed from the Crusaders last night.
0: Oh yeah, he has such a feel for the game. I mean you think how many games he sat down and focused and called. But um I think I think Nisbo also does it from um, a very unbiased point of view. I think that you know, he's always um agnostic as a commentator. And I know you have to be, I find that very difficult to do if I'm, you know, calling New Zealand versus another nation and even Wellington versus versus um, another major association, but
2: just the best bloke too.
0: Oh, nicest guy! I actually went to a a, um, a, a a pub with him. It was the first game I ever called, and he was like, "Come on, we're going for a drink." Went for a drink. Never had so many you know, like elderly women come up to him and go, I "Love your commentary," and people were just so nice to Nisbet. They just love his his commentary and his demeanor. He's just one of the nicest guys um, on the circuit, and yeah, his knowledge for the game is uh, un- unmeasured.
2: So the All Blacks announcement, excuse my ignorance, I don't know exactly what time it uh, will be announced. Um, you know, it'll be across the wireless and TV and all that. Cricket never really did it like that. You uh, never had big announcements, you know. No. Black, you know, the Black Caps team to take on Australia. Grant Elliott Wellington. Never really did that, did they? No, but it would have been really cool to just see it in the newspaper, you know. It, it when, when you first got selected for New Zealand, how did you find out? Mm. Let me guess, someone from the team called you and said you're on. Right.
0: No, I was in the squad anyway. And uh, Okay, when were you first named in the squad? Oh, in the squad, yeah. So that was Sir Richard. So Sir Richard Hadley called you?
2: Yeah, he gave me a call. Oh, that would have been pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. And That's
2: pretty look, Sir Richard Hadley's calling me.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't have his number, obviously, in my phone had it under do not answer. <laughs> uh, it was just an unknown number. And you went,
2: hello?
0: Yeah. And, um yeah, they just said, because I'd played well in the New Zealand 11 game versus England, which was actually a green top in Dunedin, overcast, the ball was swinging a mile. I did bowl like a genius that day. <laughs> I mean, my little 120K floaters. Imagine what pedals would have done on that surface. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I got, I got selected for the squad, and then obviously Jacob Orem got injured, so then I found out on the morning of the game or the day before. But that call, is it you know, quite vivid in
2: your mind, or is it a bit of a haze? Mm. Like, all you heard was, we've selected you, and then it's like... Rrr, rrr, rrr.
0: Yeah, I, I can't really remember that. I just remember getting axed from teams. Oh, right! More so than okay. getting picked. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's it's good because I think that when you you know you get axed from a team you're expecting to be in and then suddenly they're like right oh, and then you and went
2: you're... back with your other better wellington firebirds teammate
6: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: who'd been axed yeah so that, that, really that's really warm always tough.
2: really warm changing room at the base and Reserve going
0: i don't I've, I've made very good life decisions here i've always felt like I, I i've been quite measured when you get selected it's like that's half the job done you know now it's actually playing in the game and doing well so it's kind of like yeah i don't know You don't celebrate it. I wish I had celebrated those moments a little bit more. Probably remember them more so. That's nice. The times I was dropped.
2: Live in the moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Live in the moment. Uh, There Listening out there, listen to Grant.
2: Uh, Grant, a different Grant. We've had lots of Grants. Here's one texting in. Hi, guys. I'm a Crusaders fan. I'm slightly worried about the AB selection, as it will possibly involve quite a few of the Blues players. Ow! That's just mean. You've just beaten them. Be nice who do seem a little bit mentally weak. But my main worry is Rais is here, He just has to accept defeat. That's, that's the thoughts of Grant. I want to know, from our listeners, double eight double three. you can lobby for one newcomer in the All Blacks. You can only lobby for one. Who's it going to be? Is it Cam Roygaard, as Grant Nisman uh, suggested? I think he was one of a few newbies. Uh, Stevenson is the other.
0: Stevenson, uh, yeah.
2: If there's one newcomer you could lobby for, who would it be? We want to hear from you. You've got about 29 minutes before one o'clock when we depart. Double eight, double three, that's our text line. The one player you would lobby for to be named tomorrow. Let's hear from you. We will take a short break. It is uh, 29 away from (laughs) one. 45 minutes away from one, coming up just after one o'clock. Mark Clato Clayton and his crew. They have the good oil, aren't they?
1: Yeah, just Mark Clato Clayton, over Clayton
2: joins us now live where he will burn his Blues rugby flag. Are you burning it?
1: No, that's just lying around in the studio. It's not mine. This is mine. This is mine. Chief's cap. Chief's, Chiefs cap. He's wearing
0: a Chief's cap and he's... Flying a Blues flag that he just found in the studio, I presume. There, Clado, whose flag do you think it was?
1: I think it's Cam's. It's got Cam written down along the bottom of it. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I can confirm it's not mine.
3: Oh, <laughs> Cam's wearing
0: a bright red T-shirt.
3: Hey, I, I, I have to be Kane's supporter, My, my grandma said Canes will know nothing. So,
2: I like your grandma. Good man. <laughs> I like they didn't have grandma. a bad
1: assistant coach, Chris Gibbs. What are you talking about? Chris Gibbs, Gibbo, Gibbo, Kazi, the Kazi taught him everything he knows, and he'll Is readily he admit cousin? that. Yeah.
2: Are you as good on a night out as Gibbo?
1: No, hell no. No. <laughs> I'm no. gone.
2: I remember him dragging me by the collar one night, and I, I was sick for days. <laughs>
1: He's got hollow I legs. Di- <laughs> I think it's <that's> a problem.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I did a big unit too, you know, quite a tank there. So commiserations for losing the final next Saturday night. I, I've got you beating the Brumbies um, tonight, uh, Clado, but. You you'd be quaking in your boots after seeing that last
1: evening. It was clinical, <laughs> wasn't it? It was absolutely Ooh. clinical. And yeah, I was going to going to give uh, Louis Herman what a bit of praise. But after listening to all the sycophants ringing and texting this morning, <laughs> no, that's gone out the window. <laughs> Jumping the sea, getting the sea brumbies. It's, Who wants to see the brumbies in the final? Like I, I know you're looking for the easy way out, Crusaders fans, but I'm afraid it's not going to be. Well, it was a conspiracy
2: last week that the Hurricanes were denied their rightful place in the semi-final. Basically, they wanted to keep the Australian market open. It was all a conspiracy upon high. Yeah, right, yeah? I don't believe a single word that I just come out of my mouth. Anyway, (laughs) what's coming up on your show after one?
1: Hey, we've got uh, Louis Herman Watt down in our Christchurch studio, and Steve McKee up here in the Auckland studio, and we've got jumping jumping races on the card today. We've got a Steeplechase and the Signature Homes Waikato Steeplechase to come, so stick around and listen to them because they really are great, uh, great racers. Races in the history of New Zealand racing, a 10-race card at Tarapa. Bit of rain coming down, which is always good on a jump stay. And Awapuni uh, to go alongside. And big day at Ipswich, a few Kiwis involved
0: over there. Ipswich, just out of Brisbane, get their day in the sun. Oh, well, Clay-do, sounds like a great day for a few easy bets for me. So oh. I'll be lining those up. <laughs> Do you I'm just kidding, just mate. I love winners and you, can you multi them up. <laughs> Hey, listen. There's a there's a chance I'm going to be in Auckland at some stage, and I'd love to be on the show. We should get get me into the punters' lounge.
1: Hey, um, you, we didn't run into you one day here at the uh, studio, and you couldn't wait to get out of here quick enough as soon as we all turned up.
0: Oh no, I was I was oh, going right, to the airport. Right. Sorry. I, oh, Sorry. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next you know, time, Clayton. No,
1: you are definitely going uh, to be invited. Our star guest in the uh, good oil on a Saturday afternoon. We'll show you how it's done. Oh, I love it. No, There's always some good
0: punts there, and good luck to the, uh, your beloved Chiefs.
1: Oh, come on, Chiefs. Come on, Chiefs. And if, if the Crusaders were that good, the final would have been in Christchurch next week, wouldn't it? <laughs> Brilliant <Yeah>. stuff. Indeed.
2: <laughs> all right, Clara, have a great show. Do appreciate it. Double 833, keep your texts coming through. I've asked our, our, our listeners if they can lobby for just one player who's not been in the all Blacks mix, who's it going to be? And it's a runaway winner. Runaway winner. Runaway. I'm not surprised by this. Great shout too to Mighty Williams for me uh, to make the abs. He has been immense this season. Literally, I thought I'd drunk too much last night celebrating the Crusaders win when checked the Ashes score this morning. Brendan's lads certainly don't back down. Writes Mikey uh, Boyce. Writes to Mighty Williams. Full stop. It's a pretty good, good argument. I don't think you need to go on. Uh, to Mighty Williams has to be the cheers boys. Completely agree. Uh, he, he's in the mix for me. I actually don't consider him a bolter anymore. Um, I think he's locked on. I, I think someone like Xavier Numea would be a, a a bolter. I and you know what? I don't think it's the worst shout in the world. Really strong scrum and his ability around the field. I, he just hasn't made my final 36. Uh, maybe in that group for uh, the Japan series. So thank you very much for all those uh, texting in. and our good friend Ada McLaughlin's uh, me, me, uh, texting. Here's one for you. Uh, based on what's rubbed you the wrong way, Grant. Uh, Bay Hawks have lost five out of five games at home this season in the South NBL. Never fail to thank the fans and sign every autograph request after the game, though. Thanks for uh, mentioning that, uh, Aiden, That is great to hear. And Barry, what's robbing me the wrong way is anything red and black. <laughs> Unless there is some yellow in between. And the supporters who are smug gits. All right, Barry, he's got that off his chest. And I'm glad you did, Barry, and hopefully you're feeling better. All right, Grant Elliot, we have delayed it long enough. We have delayed it long enough. Let's do what no New Zealander wants to do possibly lobbying for the Ashes. It is time to play fact or fiction where Grant, Elliot, and I toss a coin. However the coin lands, decides our fate to what side of the argument we must take. And today's topic is, is the Ashes the greatest sporting rivalry in the universe?
0: As if we needed any excuse Mm. to argue more on the show. Mm. All right, you can call. Here is the Uh, coin
2: of destiny. Heads. No, heads will be you'll be arguing against tails for. Okay.
0: You're going to call it? Heads.
2: Which was heads for?
0: <laughs> heads is, for me, I'm going against it. You're going against it? Yeah. It's a head. Well, there you go. So you're going against it? Yeah, so do I go first or well, do I get I to choose? So. You won the toss? Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to say that it's not the greatest rivalry. Um, and the reason being is there's far better rivalries out there. Um, the first one front of mind is Ryder Cup. I always think the Ryder Cup... So I
2: thought you were going to say 9 overs versus hat Restrict.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 9 overs versus Eastern Suburbs <laughs> was always good at home. Um, so you've got the Ryder Cup. I think that Pakistan, India would be something. I mean, we're talking billions of people there. Um, and, yeah, uh, I just think that it's always been runaway runaway sort of victory by the Australian team anyway, mostly. It was in 2005, the Kevin Peterson, Freddie Flintoff era, where the ball was reversing Simon Jones. You know, they dominated a very good Australian team where Warner was playing and Hayden Ponting and them. I think that that reignited the ashes, but it hasn't really been uh, too well contested, I think in the past. And I think, People live in the hope that the rivalry matches that 2005 rivalry, um, but I don't think it's ever really lived up to the hype. There you go.
2: All right. I'm sorry to all my friends and family listening. (laughs) The Ashes is without question, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Grant Elliott, is the greatest sporting rivalry not only in this world, but any world. The universe. They, They talk about it in distant galaxies. It is that good, Grant Elliott. Why? It's got history, mate. History. It goes back to 1882, doesn't it? And it's produced some of the finest performances. The game. Your game, Grant. Your game. The game you love and adore has ever witnessed. Incredible individual team performance. Sir Donald Bradman. Sir Donald Bradman. Sir 300 in a day, my friend. Well before Baz Ball. Yes, he got 300 in a day. People who only think cricket was invented 20 years ago. Oh, what else? What, what, what else? It's coloniser versus penal colony. How good's that? That's isn't sweet. it? So you got the Don, you got Wally Hammond. Bodyline, Grant. Bodyline. They made movies out of that. Jim Laker took 19 wickets in a test match. 19 wickets. You know, incredible stuff. Botham's Ashes in 1981. Yes. Miracle at Henningley Is it Henningly? I hope it was. Um. The ball of the century, Grant. The ball of the century, mate. <laughs> mate. 2005 Ashes. How good was that? It was incredible. Well, Amazing. I, I it didn't, was incredible. I do not know We where. all stayed up <laughs> through the night, Grant. None of us got any sleep during 2005. Mitchell Johnson's Rockets, Grant. You remember his Rockets? Remember when you had to change your nappies at lunch after facing him? The memories. The memories, Grant. And, of course, Grant, most importantly, If you say it enough, it must be true. If you say it enough, it must be true. And my Lord, have uh, Australians and Englishmen told us over the years that the Ashes is the greatest rivalry in all of sport? That they have, so it must be true. So without question, without doubt, without any shadow of debate, the Ashes is the best sporting rivalry on any
0: planet. There you go. I mean, it sounded convincing. You did it. You rattled off a lot of moments in the ashes, which I don't think just comes into the argument was, at all. It was word salad. I mean, I could bring up Everton versus Liverpool moments <laughs> that happened in history, and so I, I don't really buy into it. But I feel dirty. What I feel, what dirty. I, what I feel
2: I, dirty having said
0: that. What I will say though is, it's probably the second biggest cricket rivalry.
2: Mate, you gave world. me India v. Pakistan yes. rivalry. They don't even play each other.
0: When they do. They don't, but they don't. Yeah. If, yeah they yeah. don't. In World Cups. That. Yeah. And yeah.
2: one of the most unreported stories in all of sport, the fact that Pakistan cricket is still not allowed to play in the IPL. And everyone's like, okay with that. Yeah.
0: Until the Saudi league happens. Yeah.
2: That will get interesting. Uh, you have to vote now on double eight double three. Can everyone just text in Grant? You know how the to first vote. Time I don't <laughs> want to, this is the first time I don't want to win factual fiction. This is unlike you. No, I do not want to. And you know I'm competitive. Yeah, you I are do not want to win this. So are you Team Grant or Team Daniel? Text Team Grant to double We'll be back with the sporting tips you should probably run a mile from. Well, I think this is quite fitting for this little segment of the show. Cam's done a very good job, ladies and gentlemen. Cam on, Cam on debut.
0: Yeah, well Hurricane's done on Cam debut. Too.
2: He he dropped. He buried the lead. He buried the lead to late in the show. Let me guess, Paul Tito, your your favourite Hurricane player of all time?
3: Oh, I don't know. I, I I don't want to say anything controversial on the on the frigging. You know.
1: On, on on on
3: air right now you okay. know like f- uh, okay, okay so you don't want to tell <laughs> me to your that. favourite
2: Hurricanes player of all time No, nah, it's hardly and controversial nah. <laughs> my friend
3: that's well right. it's just in case my nana's listening <laughs> okay where is yeah. nana Gisborne Gizzy yep
2: big shout out to, to nana hard. and Gisborne Gizzy hard indeed alright Grant Elliott can we keep the Rocky theme going keep the music going time for the sporting tips we should probably run a mile from no you should probably run a mile from uh, how did your 99 league multi last week go Oh, good question. Was it poor? Let
0: me go and have a little look. Resulted. We,
2: you turned up to work, so I'm guessing it wasn't a great one. Uh,
0: who did we get the multi from? I need to think. So I had the Hurricanes. Um, it was our friend uh, who played for England, the Canes and the Crusaders. Thomas Waldrum. Oh, Waldrum. Thomas the Tank Engine. He said that the Hurricanes were going to win 1-12. but uh, well, he was right and the crusaders are going to win by he 13 was right. plus they, they won by 1 to 12 yes it's just a horrible dream that the brumbies are playing tonight i didn't have a multi last week i had the draw remember crusaders right. hurricanes and the the canes got up uh 27 26 i think oh no that was the previous week so the, it was the hurricanes 1 to okay. 12 crusaders 13 plus and chiefs 13 plus so i only got one out of 3 in my three leg multi and now i'm going to go away from multi Today you are. Where are you going today? Are you
2: going the hushed tones of the?
0: I'm going to the U.S. Open. U.S. Golf Open, Daniel, and um, I've decided that um, I'm going to go for uh, what I've been tipped as going for is um, Wyndham Clark. So once again, you are not going to think independently. Well, I am because I have. You're going to rely on our expert David from earlier. I have to. I have to because I don't have an expert opinion on this. So I think that Wyndham Clark at $8 to be the outright winner of the U.S. Open. And he's currently sitting in first position. Let me just check that. I will refresh it. Uh, currently fitting in, sitting in first position at nine under. So Wyndham Clark for $8. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, what, what do you think of Brendan McCullum's decision and Ben Stokes' decision and England's decision to uh, declare? We haven't spoken enough about that. I just... I don't understand it. Joe Root was on 118 not out. There were six overs left in the day. So I think that you'd want to put overs into the Aussies' legs and get them bowling again tomorrow. But an opportunity for Joe Root to just go wild. Robinson's quite a competent batter. They could have put another 50 to 60 on the board.
2: Y- yet um, England are still favourites mm. at the TAB. Would you agree with that? No. You Very think Australia I are favourites? It's just
0: balanced. Very balanced. The
2: draw is looking mighty tasty to me.
0: Mm. Yes, the draw would be.
2: $4.15.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And you could even hedge it with Australia winning at $2.44. On a placid pitch, but England it looks have flat. taken
0: time out of the game by declaring. It,
2: it looks flat, Grant. Um, I, I flicked you a stat last night, didn't I, thanks to the team at CricketViz, that there uh, was, never have we seen as, as little lateral movement in the first 10 overs of an ashes Test Stadium match to Actually, since records will start to be kept in yeah. two thousand and uh, six, as far as my actual tip, oh, I'm torn here. I'm really torn here. Am I going to go the draw? No, I think I'm going to go any forward. Jersey one to eight to be the first try scorer tonight in the Brum in the Brumbies clash against the Chiefs. Two dollars seventy five. Nice. That's 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 my thinking cap one. My gut saying the draw and the test. Big thanks to Cam, to Grant, to everyone who's played a part. We'll catch you next Saturday.